0: And welcome to Geek Actually, episode 15. My name is Dave McVeigh, and I'm joined in studio by Dave Longo, who's fiddling with his microphone. Hello,
1: sir.
2: How does that sound? That sounds that, that, wonderful. That sounds good? How are you? Yeah, I'm
0: good. That's good. That just got straight into it. I should probably say that this yeah. is the Geek Actually podcast, the podcast about everything and nothing but filtered through the voice perspective. Voice perspective? The Geek's perspective. But it's been a I'm long... I'm never sure
2: whether to interrupt your introduction. Oh, interrupt- <laughs> yeah. It's been a long
0: goddamn week, let me just tell you. We're also joined again by Jamie Lawrence. How are you, Jamie?
3: Hello, I'm well. How are you?
0: Uh, well, we're very good, apparently. <laughs> just a little bit tired and tongue-tied. So. On a scale
3: of Wonder Fantastic? Oh,
0: one to fantastic. Oh, I'm probably about the uh, above mediocre stage. <laughs> I'm not sure what how many steps are in that scale.
3: <laughs> well, there are those who would say that if you're doing mediocre, you're doing better than fantastic. <laughs> oh, I get that. <laughs>
0: um, all right, so we're back again. It's, it was actually a week this time, yeah. not, not just a couple of days. We've
2: stuck to schedule, it, lo- it looks like. Oh, that's just not right. All right, we just so we have to mess right it up. And, come back, <laughs> and come back in a couple of days. No, right?
3: no, let's record this one and then come back tomorrow. Oh. oh, brilliant. Double down.
2: Yeah.
0: So, what's been happening in our geeky worlds? Anything?
2: Hitman.
1: Well, other than that, I, I,
0: we'll come back to that. So we should stress, we are going to talk a few things about news, and we are going to review Agent uh, Hitman, Agent 47, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later. Uh, Dave,
3: we, Dave, they can't see you making the quotation and, <laughs> Review I, and if Hitman. If, and if we don't get to the review,
0: you really don't miss out. <laughs> I, I, I may or may
3: not work in a store that sells
2: toys, and we may or may not have received Force Awakens toys earlier than the supposed release date. But no street date, And yeah. I may or may not have got them. Oh, <laughs> So, uh, or oh, some and of you them. didn't
0: bring them for show and tell. I didn't.
2: Because uh, I may or may not have them.
0: Oh, you may or <laughs> so, you, so you may or may not have brought them for show and tell,
2: is that what you're saying? Correct. Allegedly. Believe, I believe
3: <laughs> I have messages on Facebook that yeah. suggest that he may or may not have lay many, many, many of yeah. them. <laughs> I bought a few and I labored. But by may
0: or may you not have <laughs> lay by me a whole bunch of these things. But,
2: ooh, we will talk. We, we will talk. Um, there is a is, lot coming. The, Has- is there for, for the listeners out there, the Hasbro catalogue is out. For the Force Friday, September the fourth release, mm-hmm. and there is a schlode. We should actually We should actually <laughs> yeah.
3: explain that. So the 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 marketing ploy is that they are releasing all of the Star Wars toys on the same day. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, the first wave, anyway, on the Force Friday. So uh, uh, riddle me th- <laughs> riddle me
0: this
3: longer.
2: Are these actually on the shelf yet? Well, the ones that I got were. Oh really? And then after oh, they man. after they were allegedly purchased. They um Were pulled. They, from the they, show. They, they there was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well if anyone wants to look at the ones that I may or may not have, they're called the the battle armor figures.
0: Oh, I've seen these. And I've, yeah, I've, seen I've seen. very nice.
2: I've I may or may not have lay-bied some uh Hot Wheels ones. Are the Black Series and, coming uh, out? Not yet. Not that I've seen. Mm. That's the
3: ones I'm looking yeah. for.
2: Is the Lego I'll, dropping on that day too? I'm not sure, actually. I think so.
3: Because I may yeah. or May be getting all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I will be getting them all. But
2: whether or not I've got some, that's <laughs> whether or not he's got some before Street
3: Day. Yeah. Is well, people there. don't
2: know where I work, so I guess it's fine. I do have them. I think you have. A, I, think, <laughs> I think if they go back over the archive, you may have yeah. mentioned it in the past. And they're story. beautiful. But <laughs> you yeah. know,
0: uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Uh, Jamie, anything geeky in your world this week? Uh, well, you work at a game store? Everything you do is geeky. I was going to say it's it's,
3: <laughs> it's pretty rare that I have a week where there's no geekiness happening. Uh, my. Um, my desk at the moment is uh, decorated with um, a whole slew of new pop vinyls that have been landing. Um, so, um, if you're into things like uh, Vikings, The Walking Dead, uh, Multicolored Batman, um, it, that's all been happening. Uh, magic has been uh, Magic the Gathering. We've, uh, it's not out yet.
0: But you may or may not have. But I may or may not.
3: (laughs) But I may or may not have the uh, have the board game installed. Did you may or may not bring in the
0: board game for show and tell?
3: I I may or may not did. (laughs) No, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It's all conspiracy. It ain't here.
0: It's an audio (laughs) show. Wow, look at that! Isn't that fantastic? (laughs) They don't know.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Lucky
2: we, luckily we hung this dream catcher in the room so. <laughs> You know we
0: used to do this When we used to do this live on video Many many moons ago It used to be great Because these people used to just bring in Show and tell stuff We used to do it on the Oh that's cool we, we should watch. bring like We should that. totally do that yeah. oh, When we
2: go back and live Next again? week Jamie and I may or may not bring toys <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man uh, the,
3: I could do so much show and tell yeah. That'd be great the, the plan is to
0: go back to live video streaming again But it won't be until next year at the earliest But mm-hmm. um, when we do uh, There'll be lots of things happening around that same time but uh, yeah that is one of the goals is to go back to being live streaming because live streaming is a lot of fun
2: where every single week all we do is talk about how good Force Awakens was and pretty much I mean, <laughs> I will
3: probably just we're reviewing it again it. yes we are all, <laughs> all the regular chaos plus you can see us yeah
0: just think about this we'll probably review Force Awakens for about 10 weeks straight <laughs> yeah I, I,
2: I will be and, and what have you been week? watching this week guys <laughs> Well,
3: I, I, can't Wings Wings I can't wait! Get, I can't wait till we get. I can't wait we get to the show where we're reviewing it, and I'm like, "Oh, I haven't seen it yet."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, <Shenanigans>. um, <laughs> so this week um, we've got a, a, a fellow colleague at work. Her name is Laura, who has never seen Star mm. Wars. Period. Shenanigans Shenanigans has never seen Star Wars in her life And so uh, myself and a couple of other uh, workmates Have taken it upon ourselves To basically educate her in the world of Star Wars And so the first night Because it's going to be one film every Each one of these meetings Was uh, six of us all getting together at her place We're doing it at different venues And we, and we sat there We're watching them in release order So
2: she watched You should st- do Phantom Menace in a parking lot
0: <laughs> <laughs> Off an iPhone <laughs>
3: <laughs> So we, we did uh, episode four Or an four. Android or do, you, or do, you think, <laughs> do you think Phantom Menace would be better if it was like found footage (laughs) (laughs) security cameras inside the ship where would be the
2: worst place to watch the phantom menace at the cinema, saw <laughs> <laughs> <Sword> it coming.
1: <coughs> All right, so
0: <laughs> so anyway, that being said, we actually watched, sat down and we watched uh, we watched uh, Star Wars Episode Four, uh, or Star Wars as you know mm-hmm. we know it as, and uh, she A did, new hope and she did enjoy it. So our big fear was that she was going to watch it and go, "What's the big deal?" But she yeah. did enjoy it, and she's looking forward to watching Empire uh, tomorrow, actually tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Um, but I think the the best quote of the year. Uh, comes from Laura. Laura, we should do stress. Uh, Laura is from Brazil, so um, uh, her her phrasing sometimes isn't quite right. And uh, she was watching Star Wars Episode Four, and she goes, "I think my favorite character is the black guy." <laughs> <laughs> and we all we had to stop for a second there because we thought Lando's not in this yeah.
1: one.
0: <laughs> and it turns out she was referring to Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh, but yes and I agree I think the black guy is the best guy in that film so. what, what, what percentage of people in the world haven't seen Star Wars I don't know but I know two of my work who haven't Laura
3: and somebody else mm, okay, they, look
2: they definitely exist people I but, do not care about <laughs> no, no. Oh, You're telling me You don't
3: care about The third world Dave No <laughs> <laughs> actually, The third world They can afford
2: A, a burnt copy Of Star Wars <laughs> no. Oh man No you know Some places in the third world Have better internet Than Australia So you know like <laughs> I'd like to point out
0: That Brazil has No uh, I'm being facetious Brazil course, has, ca- like, you know, Brazil has uh, cable To the house uh, Everywhere yeah, And yeah. it's like yeah. they got better internet Than we do What if they can only get The Phantom Menace Yeah I like <laughs> the
3: Phantom, <laughs> Menace. Phantom Menace Me too Phantom yeah. right. Menace I actually it's like right. the Phantom Menace yeah. It's alright
0: Right, it's that over. was I'll in my record. blood, brother. <laughs> can we uh, can we just talk a little bit about my adventure last night? Ever yeah, since I, I, you got that, yeah, I still, from I still have not Lakers. heard your adventure. Yet. Okay, so my adventure yeah. last night was I went to see uh, Hitman Agent Forty Seven for this show, mm-hmm. and the sacrifices, the, sacri- yeah, the the sacrifices we make for this show. I went to see it at the Hearst. Vault. I
2: can't believe it. By the way, I warned Jamie and you, and then Jamie saw it and then warned you. <laughs> and you
1: still...
0: Do you know why I went to see it? Because last night I was really tired and I thought, oh, I could really just not see this one. And I thought, I've made you two go yeah. see it. Yeah, that's so right.
1: Like, yeah, they've they've killed. If you get to you know I, what?
0: and I hadn't watched it, that'd have a rebellion We don't want to bury the lead, no, no one's
3: going to be you surprised. Know what? Honestly, we would have covered for you, Dave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was bad enough that we would have covered for you.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I did go see it. And the funny thing is, uh oh, hello! This this thing is playing again. Let's, hey,
3: let's, hang on! Were you in Hurstville and you didn't come visit?
0: It was middle of the night. I didn't know if you'd still be there. Oh yeah, probably wasn't. Oh shit! This is still playing. Oh, it we'll just kill the track later. I don't believe it's making any noise. It is through mm. to the recording. Ah, yeah. Yeah. See, maybe they people can hear do want to know again. that they deserve. To does be it? Be the does this have sound? <laughs> See, Yeah, has sounded. <laughs>
1: all right,
0: so uh, the bottom line is that I went to Hurstville, the 9.30 session. Mm-hmm. And now Hurstville is under development at the moment. Uh, Jamie, you know
3: all about this. I do. I went there on Friday to, to a seven o'clock session. Well,
0: I have never been to the Hurstville cinema. I usually go to Beverly Hills, which is around the corner from me, but they're not showing it. They're smart, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I think, okay, I'm going to the closest cinema is Hurstville. So I race down to Hurstville and I think, first of all, I have no idea where to park because <laughs> Hurstville is a rabbit warren of parking lots. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, and I, uh, the cinema, is right up the top floor and I'm going, you know, what's going on? And I noticed that the parking lot actually has doors and I'm going, does the parking lot close, you know, at, at a certain time? Because then I'm going to be in trouble. So I finally park under where near the Coles
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I think, well, that's kind of safe because Coles is open late. So I make my way in and there's no direct escalator now up to the cinema. You've got to kind of catch elevators and then walk and then take paths and go through the back doors and, and you know, okay. get screened and it's quality checked and then walk up a few more ramps and then you go through another little rabbit hole and then you've got to crawl through some ditches and, you know, eventually yeah. you get to the front, the, the, you get to the cinema, which has no decoration, mind you, because they're renovating all of that as well. So you walk in and the candy bar is the hole in the wall where you buy your tickets.
3: It's not the best impression they could have made. No, it's not.
0: So I walk up there and I go just out of curiosity, what time does the car park close? <laughs> because it's bang on 9.30. I'm going to miss this movie. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, where are you parked? And I said, "Um, down near the Coles. Or down in like the red-brown level area down there. She goes, oh, if that's the council one, it'll be closed any minute now. And I went, no, I don't think it's the council one. I think it actually is Westfield. And she goes, oh, oh. I said, it's near the Coles. She goes, oh, well, Coles closes at midnight. So it won't close until after Coles closes. And I went, oh, okay. No problem. So I said, well, i in that case, uh, maybe I should move my car. because no, no, the movie will end before midnight. You'll get down to it. Okay. So I think, okay, no problem. So I buy my ticket and I go into the movie and I watch the movie and we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. The movie ends. I get out of my seat. I go through where i war and crawl through the ditch, go through, you know, all the things to get down there. And I go to where I came in and the doors are closed. Um, <laughs> and I went, yeah. oh, the doors are closed. I said, how do I get my car? <laughs> so I walk over. Coles is still open. So I think, okay. And then I notice a ramp going down. So I go down the ramp. And it doesn't take me to the car park that I was parked in. It takes me to another car park. And I'm going, this is not the car park. This is not these are not the droids I'm looking for, yeah. right? So I go to that car park and I'm thinking, where the hell am I going? So anyway, I'm wandering the car parks and all I'm feeling is looking at my watch going, everything is closing soon. Uh-huh. I ended up having to go out into the street, cross the road, walk into the other car park across the road, then had to make my way up because I was actually parked <laughs> up. So the car park doors are still open but all of the entries to the ramps are all locked. I'm going, by the time I get to my car, get out, the doors are closed. <laughs> it's like, i got to get the Mission Impossible theme yeah. right like in the background you know, it's like I did get out though and I did get my car and it was a, a state of panic.
3: <laughs> all the Look, it's, a, it's a bad first impression but the whole place is under development and it's supposed to be quite nice once they're done. Do you know <laughs> one
0: of the things they normally do in Westfield? So they normally have signs saying best parking for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. no.
3: <laughs> Hurstville Westfield has not seen redevelopment in a very long time. Oh man, it's Since awful. Since so before I, you were born. I can't born. see
0: myself going. <laughs> although I will say one thing. The cinema had new car smell. Why did you go there by the way? Because it was the closest one to here. Oh, ah, okay. Fair. Um, Actually,
3: it's not a bad cinema.
0: Well, I was about to say, they've started the renovations. You usually go to
2: EQ, don't you? Yeah, yeah, because I was home. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, But
0: the funniest thing about the whole thing was that the cinema itself was quite nice because they've obviously renovated that Mm -hmm. cinema, and it's all brand new leather chairs and all Mm. this stuff. So the cinema had new car smell.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Were you the only one in the cinema? About
3: three people. So so So, so one of the interesting things about uh, Hurstville, uh, we had... Oh, uh, the chalk top was stale.
0: Oh really? yeah, oh, that's sad so that was that was not a good impression either. bit we, like the movie but that's-
3: <laughs> <laughs> we had the uh the Hero National championship a little while ago, and part of that was there was a bit of a fair bit of media exposure. there's a good uh, international community around that, so I went on a couple of podcasts talking about what was going on at Australian nationals and uh the first guys that I talked to they're on a podcast called generation Clicks. It's very good hi guys um. They called it Hertzville.
2: That's what I've been doing since the beginning.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I just call it the Hellmouth. But yeah, (laughs) and all we could, all I can think about ever since is you know you just you don't go downtown in Hertzville. No,
0: (laughs) no. Dave, Dave, by accident, had been calling it Hertzville, and and we've latched onto that. My wife and I always refer to it as Hertzville. Oh yeah, because it's just it's not our favorite shopping area.
3: It's gonna get better. Like, uh, as Just go, like as someone Street. who goes to work <laughs> as someone who goes to work there every day, you know, like it's it's, not, they it's put not bad um, and it is going to get a lot better. They There's should put a very trans big JB Hi-Fi going of, in. Uh, they I'm looking forward to down that.
2: the middle of there, guys. <clears throat> what do
3: you reckon? Yeah, why not? Uh, 2030. <laughs> <laughs> People have such short memories
0: in this city. I tell you what because I mean Sydney had trams many, many moons mm. ago. They removed all the trams because the streets are not mm. wide enough I for do trams. believe the
2: campaign for that started today, actually. The My Sydney, My Transport, or whatever it's right. called. Right, well, whatever. Yeah. I mean,
0: the point is, though, that you look at it and go, you had the trams, you took them out for a reason. You took them out because Sydney really couldn't support the trams mm. because of the width of the roads and the rabbit-worn nature of Sydney. And... All I can think is I'm from Melbourne originally, so I'm sitting there thinking, how about Melbourne Ice? Because there's always been a rival between Sydney and Melbourne. You know, Melbourne I suppose going, there are trams. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> you
3: know? That's our that's our tourist attraction. Bite me. <laughs> no one goes to Melbourne for the trams, Dave. <laughs> yes, they do. Trams are great. Trams are wonderful. I love trams. All
0: right, let's talk a little bit about some news. No, let's talk about what we've been watching. That's oh, probably a better place to let's start. Let's do that. Let's do that. We so, have music for that. We have, we do, it goes like
3: this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. Can't watch this. Can't watch my, my, my TV makes me so bored, makes me say, oh my lord, what is
1: this garbage here? Want to cover my eyes and blood
2: my. Ears. All right. What have you been watching, Dave Longo? Uh, I got two things. Uh, this week I watched um, Louie season five. Uh, and Louis is like one of my favorite shows on TV. Uh, I don't know if you guys do. You guys watch Louis? Or you know, funnily enough, Louis I've never
0: and... watched the series, but I love Louis C.K. Oh, you will love the series. Yeah, I just, I yeah. just haven't had a chance. The series to see is him. one of the best things on TV. I love him. Like, He's responsible for one phenomenal. of my favorite comedy sketches of all time, where he talks about how people are too impatient with technology. It's going to space,
2: people! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has one in this season where it's like, um, I'm I'm so old now. I just don't care about space. Like, <laughs> I really don't care if there's aliens out there. Great, but. I don't care. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> uh,
0: the, the basis of all Louis C.K. comedy is that he just doesn't care about it. Yeah, anything. he's too he's too old, he's too depressed,
2: <laughs> he hates his kids. There's a lot more to it
1: than that. But, you know, like, like
2: it's a, actually quite a, a very smart show. Like If you've watched it, it does a lot of dramatic episodes and a lot of straight-up comedy episodes. But anyway, like um, it only finished airing about a month ago and I, I banked them all up so I could marathon them and I did. And, and I just got to say, if you're not watching Louis, do it now. And uh, the other thing I watched was the Vacation remake. (laughs) Yeah, um, Tell us about the Vacation remake. Which, like... I'm actually curious... We're all big fans of the originals.
0: And I was about to say, we said before the show, had I not... Been completely spaced out and realized that vacation mm. was opening this week, we probably would have covered that yeah. over Agent Which 47. we should have. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, us, know, so so give spoiled. us the, So give us the mini review.
2: Uh the mini review is like if you're if you're a diehard fan of the originals, like a diehard fan. Holiday
1: road. Yeah. They do play that, like
2: <laughs> you'll get some enjoyment out of it, but you're probably better off having not seen the originals, because it's a completely different brand of humor and it's to the point where it kind of like doesn't even have continuity with the originals. Like, this is what Rusty grew up to be. This is what Audrey grew well, up to be. Well, there's a great line in the trailer, and I'm sure it's in the film. Mm. There's
0: a great line in the trailer where he she he said, Rusty, Rusty's son says to him, why would we want to go to Wally World and relive yeah. your vacation that you had all those years ago? Who even cares about that? Yeah. And he goes, it's okay. This would stand all on yeah, the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> that, that bit extends a little bit in the film too where they go, well, what will be the differences? He goes, well, this time around... It's it's a boy and a boy, not not a boy and a girl. But but there'll be other differences. There will be. You know, um so, like <laughs> 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 Yeah, um But the movie's like really funny, but it's a different kind of thing. It's more an Apatow, like edgy, like, right. like you know how the original's kind of edgy, but it's quite sweet and the characters are all yeah, sweet. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and you know, this time around all the characters are really kind of cynical and like garbage and and like they just go on a wreckage tour, really, to Wally World. And they try and capture some of it, but it doesn't really work out for a lot of reasons. Like the chief one being Ed Helms doesn't have any chemistry with Christina Applegate. Right. And so it's hard to buy their marriage. And But overall, like I laughed my ass off through it. Like it's a really, really funny once film again, and that's all that matters. Like, once again, we've always said you know, in
0: a comedy, if it makes you laugh, it has succeeded yeah, in it doing its job. And I
2: laughed my ass off like throughout it. It's hysterical in my opinion. A vacation is yeah. still
0: responsible for my favorite. But it's
2: a different kind of Hysterical. Vac- like the original comedy. vacation
0: yeah. with Chevy Chase still has the, my favorite line of all time, my favorite mm. comedy line of all time, where they've just lost it. Everything's gone wrong. They are at the, which end it's about. 15 minutes from the end of the film, and she, but they're all basically starting to say, "Let's turn back. We have to turn back. This is yeah. over. Let's just turn back." And Chevy Chase is just sitting there, just listening to them all bitch and moan. And she finally turns around and goes, "What do you think, dear?" And he, yeah. and he just looks like, goes, you know what I think? I think you're all fucked in the head." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: and they they do they do similar things to that, but it's never as funny as the original, in my right. opinion. Um, but you know, like it's got a lot of nice, cute nods to the original and. I you know I don't know the only thing that I didn't like about it like was that they had to shoehorn in, in the originals like they there's appearances by like um, Beverly and, Beverly and, mm-hmm. and um, Chevy Chase and that's where it really does fall flat because they make this mistake that they show them towards the end of the film right and and because in the trailers we've all seen that they're in it and we know they're seen. You know, if it were to be placed at the beginning of the movie, it would have worked because you would have been like, "Oh, there's the originals and they're passing it on," like kind of what they did with Star Trek Generations. Mm. You know. But then when when you're halfway through this completely different film that's nothing like the originals to then bring in the characters that you know, it really kind of it's Joss. sad. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, and and um and so in this comedy where you're laughing your ass off, the last thing you kind of want to do is feel sad. You know? That's fair. That's fair. You know. Yeah, yeah and so like um you know, it's worth going to see. Like, if you're going in to expect to laugh, I recommend highly. I would definitely go yeah. and see this. But if you're going in to be like, oh, it's going to be a sequel to finally wrap up the Vacation Series. Oh, no, you know, they've done like, that. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, then you're going to be very disappointed. There's nothing to wrap up.
0: Yeah. Vacation Series, yeah. there's nothing to wrap up. It's it's a, it's not in continuity. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Jamie, what have you been watching or playing or reading this week?
3: Watching and playing and reading? Uh, let's see. I've been going through. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cross over into panels territory here a little bit. All uh, right, panels on hiatus. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman's uh, Avengers, leading up to Secret Wars, mm-hmm. uh, which has been an interestingly mixed bag, and I feel like I shouldn't talk about it until I've read everything rather than just the first three trades and well yeah just
0: remember with hickman you also need to have a whiteboard and bits of <laughs> yarn and thread on pins yeah. and you need to look you know, i uh, have it, a calculator it's actually right. been <laughs> look i've quite i've
3: quite enjoyed it so far it's the wire of comic book series <laughs> i've quite enjoyed it so far i didn't need i didn't need a whiteboard yet but um the art radically shifted from between the, the second and third trades and it just became almost unreadable for a little while to me because it was just I I couldn't tell who was who or what was going on, and Jonathan Hickman loves to write exposition, so um, not knowing who was giving me that exposition was very confusing. Uh, but uh, but it's been a it's been a fun little read. Uh, what else? I read the uh, the comic adaptation of The Strain. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I haven't I yeah. started. I actually yeah.
0: started reading that. That's actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah,
3: I really I'm really enjoying it. I haven't uh, I haven't seen the TV show yet, but uh, it's got me very intrigued, and uh, I'm a big I'm a Del Toro fan, okay. so uh
2: So actually that brings me back to Dave's Have you seen season two of the story? Not yet, no, I'm banking it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then Fair I'm enough. gonna marathon it
3: all. Yeah, but lots yeah. lots to like there. Uh, I loved season one. Yeah. Really, yeah. But I, Del
2: Toro could direct anything and I would be enamoured. Have like, you have you read
3: <laughs> have you read the original novel or seen the comic book? Yeah, yeah I've read all the novels. Are they, now, yeah. are they like the show and the show the show
2: mm, I don't know, like it, it's it's different in a lot of ways, but it's very very slavish in others.
3: Do we get vampires with three foot long tongues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah you yeah, get yeah. everything. The, the, cool. the book,
2: the book is better in my opinion, just because the. Oh. I think the comic
1: is actually closer yeah. to the book than the TV yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've it's read, a lot more drawn out. We in the, had a, in a long talk
0: about this yeah. once before, and it was like a lot of the stuff that's in the comic yeah. is from the book, and the TV show has taken liberties with
2: that.
3: But it's um, TV show. Yeah, still I think we, we
2: reviewed the comic on the show, didn't we? <coughs> we talked about in you
0: know, what um, we've been reading. Since yeah,
3: yeah, so yeah. Well, I'm really enjoying it. I'm digging it. I've. Seen a few episodes of Warehouse 13, which is an interesting little show uh, from the it's
2: Deadhouse Films, right? Isn't it?
3: It's the alumni of Buffy. Uh, oh, so, okay. um, yeah, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think what um, what the executive producer's name was. Um, it'll come to me later. But uh, Jane Espenson, oh, right. um, who did Buffy and we Angel, we talked about this last week, I think, as well. Yeah, I mentioned it. it. Yeah. yeah, well, I've, I've seen a few a bit more. Uh, there's been crossovers in that with uh, with Eureka, which is uh, another. Similar sense of humor show. Both of these shows are about fantastic inventions and and the mystical effects that they can have on humanity. Uh, and FBI agents trying to restrain those, or you know, above the the government, not quite FBI agents, but. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just completed season three of Warehouse 13, and that's that's rocking my geek world. Uh, it's cool. it's a lot of fun.
2: Did you guys read any of the weekly comic book releases?
3: I haven't yet um, to <laughs> quote
0: to quote a uh, famous line on panels. It's on my on iPad. iPad yeah. <laughs> I just, want, I I just t- want to bring up.
2: <coughs> I, I read Archie issue two. I'm yeah. dying to read and that. Yeah, Archie is phenomenal book, yeah. man. I'm looking yeah. forward to checking it out. Actually, it's it's great. And I've never been an Archie fan in my life, my, like, but I know like a fair bit of it. I read. And the, this is cool. It's just really good.
3: I read Star Wars this week, so came, did I. Yep, which is yep. good. And yeah. uh, and did Green... you read
2: 1872?
3: No, but that's oh, so good. I, that's one that I want to pick up and trade. I want to read the whole thing yeah. through. Uh Green Lantern Star Trek Crossover. I read issue two <laughs> of that. <laughs> and uh Chancellor Gowron getting a <laughs> getting a fear ring was was pretty awesome. And Chekhov. Chekhov's got, got a blue ring and doesn't know what he's doing with it. <laughs> but it but every because it's a comic, uh, everything's written phonetically, so he keeps talking about, you know. We can arm the weapon systems, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know what this ring does. <laughs> <It's> great, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's he's ah, whoever's I'm not sure who, who the author is, but whoever it is, they've got the voice of Star Trek. Down really I, mean, well. I
0: talked about the first issue on panels um, and I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a silly idea, but I quite enjoyed it. Is. it. Yeah. yeah, of course. It's all these IDW Star Trek crossovers. they have done a few of them. They've done Legion of Superheroes crossed over mm-hmm. Star Trek and so forth. Mm-hmm. This is actually crossed over with Abrams Star Trek. So yeah. it's actually that Star Trek. And, it's I mean yeah it's it's Hal Jordan and it's Star Trek and I mean there's not a lot to hate. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, it's
3: and a- it's nice that they're actually bringing in all the rest of the Green Lantern supporting cast as well so it's not just Hal Jordan showing up against the Enterprise sort of thing. It's Ooh. actually the whole mythology trying to fold into the Star Trek universe <laughs> and it doesn't work but that's kind of part of, that's kind of the fun of it. Um so uh there was that uh with my son we've we haven't had a lot of time to sit down and watch a lot this week but we caught up on a couple of e- episodes of the 92 x-men cartoon yep um which is just classic my goodness if you're listening to this show and haven't seen every single episode of that stop i used have the <laughs> yeah. theme
0: on my soundboard i don't have it right. uh,
3: <laughs> i love that show out. Uh, and uh, and more modern in a more modern sense, uh, we've been looking at Ultimate Spider-Man, which is the Disney um, Spider-Man cartoon, mm. and uh, and that's really good. It's um, interestingly
0: enough, my son, who's a big Spider-Man fan, as anybody who's listened to this network knows, he really loved the Spectacular Spider-Man, which was a series that was just before. Yep, Loved yep. that. And they cancelled that show and came out with Ultimate, and he's never been as enamored with Ultimate Spider-Man as he was
3: with Spectacular. How would you really? I mean, yeah. You know, Going from something you loved to something yeah, that, and said that, that, that replaced that it, it directly—it's
0: just not quite the same The <laughs> <Voyager>. But <laughs> but,
3: <laughs> but Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man is really interesting. Uh, so you're getting a, a young Spider-Man teamed up with young Nova, White Tiger, Power Man, and Iron Fist, and um, and all of them sort of being trained by and Shield Nick Fury. and and Nick Fury is yeah. in charge of them, and and uh, they go to school and. SHIELD has replaced the principal of the school with Agent Colson, <laughs> who is posing as as the principal. And it's it's played for laughs and very lots of talking lighthearted for the
0: camera. And
3: yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it's fun. It's it's a good little show. It's cute. Well, speaking of watching films
0: with your sons, uh, my son and I sat down and finished off Kevin Smith's films. Oh, so you did uh, Jersey Girl? We did Jersey Girl Uh, this week, and uh, he really, really enjoyed Jersey Girl. I think it's a good movie. He turned around afterwards and said, this is a great film. Why is this so derided? And it's
3: like... Agree with him totally. Never understood it. It was the whole
2: Affleck-Lopez thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, it was, once again, it's one of those cases like things like John Carter and so forth. It was assassinated before he even got a chance Mm -hmm. to come out. The fact that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were in it they just attacked yeah. it before it even came out. Because if you've watched the film, you know that mm. Jennifer Gar- uh, Jennifer Lopez dies in the first... Spoilers. Yeah. Dies in the first 10 minutes mm-hmm. of the film.
2: Supposed to be the first half an hour. Yeah, but well. they The sure. director's cut exists. It's screened, but they've never released it. But I don't it. think it, yeah. you need it. That's the it's thing. like another 40 minutes. You look and
0: go, that character yeah. is just there to get the, the child out. Yeah. You that's know? right. Once you've got the child out, that's where the film begins. Mm. And it's a great little film, and I really enjoyed watching it again. This week also was the release of Fast and Furious 7 on Blu-ray. I- so absolutely go out and catch us out if you've. Listen to our shows in the past mm. you know that we're all big fans of Fast and yeah. the Furious. Was that our
2: first episode on the Geek actually? I the, might have the been. I it might have been actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was.
0: It's not, it? it's not the best of the Fast and Furious ones but it's still pretty damn fun. Mm. Uh, so yes so I've picked that up on Blu-ray and had a watch of that and as I said before we watched Star Wars yeah. um, which was uh, the big watching yes. for Laura's education into Star Wars. So uh, those are the things that I read and I've also still been reading for those who are following comic books I'm still reading Bloom County. Yeah. <laughs> Nine volumes to yeah get through it's 10 years of Bloom County there's so a lot there there is and uh, for those who uh, may have missed out uh, reason for all this of course is that Berkeley Breathed has started writing it again after mm-hmm. being away for many 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 years and it's Facebook
2: exclusive so yeah. all you have to do is follow his Facebook page oh cool and, and just like Dave got me onto it and I, I'm, I'm loving it oh it's well. brilliant yeah. and it, it's
0: just like he releases it as if it's a, a newspaper strip so mm-hmm. every day there's a black and there's white new strip one. Yeah. and then on Sunday he releases a full colour one just like if it was in a newspaper but he does it's exclusively mm-hmm. for Facebook. So and I can imagine that after he's got uh three hundred and something of them, which is what the volumes are, yeah. he'll probably release they're it as a, he'll probably release them, yeah. it as a volume through IDW because they're the ones who are actually releasing the volumes.
3: But uh, yeah. Now I've been holding this in my head for about ten minutes uh because it was a, a segue that I could have made but decided not to. But uh Dave mentioned Beverly about ten minutes mm-hmm. ago. Which reminds me that I tagged you guys on Facebook because yes. Gates McFadden is coming to Sydney in January. We should
2: try and get an interview with her We this. should totally try and get an interview
3: yeah. with her. Yeah. And if not, then one of us should impersonate her and pretend well, that we're doing an interview <laughs> yeah. with her. I'm, I'm Gates McFadden. <laughs>
1: Hi. Have you
3: seen the stuff I used that- to
2: be a choreographer for Pam for Labyrinth. Oh, were you, were
3: you the dancing doctor? <laughs> yeah. uh, have you seen the... Um, she has a, I want to say, Reddit... Or maybe an imager or something, where she does stuff with with Beverly Crusher action figures. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious.
2: That's cool. Yeah. All right, let's move into a
1: little. Oh, I think no, 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 we no, could no,
3: easily no. get an interview with
2: Gates McFadden. I hope
3: so. Yeah,
2: let's move. I'll go. I'll bring a recorder. I'll go see her at the the stand. If we can't get a media thing, I'll Fair
3: come enough. with you yeah. and try not to be creepy. Yeah, yeah oh, you, you got a thing creepy, for it, yeah, don't, you? don't you? I have a, such a you, thing you for know. You have
0: a thing for her. Well, speaking of Star Trek, if we're going to talk Star Trek, let's talk Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs>
1: da 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 da
0: all right so this is our Dave's journey through star trek section dave this is season 3 of deep space yes, 9 yes
2: it is like oh. Uh-huh. Uh, it's this a actually- magnificent season. <laughs> there is so much good
3: stuff yeah. in it.
0: Yeah. All right, you two are the diehard Deep Space Nine fans. And
2: I love Deep Space Nine, but let's let's hit hit well, me I, with it. I think we should just go from the top. What are you
0: reckon?
3: Look, if you weren't sold on the Ferengi's reinvention in DS9 by season three, you were as yeah. soon as you saw the House of Quark. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forced to marry a Klingon woman <laughs> <laughs> and then... Angling his way through the high council of the Klingons using accountancy. <laughs> Dave, you actually might be a good one to talk about
2: The Search because you only just watched that recently. Uh, we did yeah, actually yeah. Uh, when What's I was re-watching Deep Space
0: Nine yeah. we actually watched The Search part one and two uh, which is actually Odo discovering his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after two seasons we finally get Odo finding out who he is and where he comes from and this was actually intriguing because it also builds on the Jem'Hadar episode mm-hmm. um, that we just finished season two with and we're finding out more more and more about the residents of the Gamma Quadrant, basically. But um, th- funnily enough, the problem I had with the search was: that, is an episode where I feel like they could have packed it into one episode. I felt like they stretched it out over two and they didn't really need to.
3: It did drag a little bit. Yeah. But I do like, I, I really like the way that over the course of DS9, they build the Dominion up as a almost a mirror image of the Federation. Mm. You know, and and I guess mirrors are a common theme in DS Nine as well. We get you know, not just the mirror universe as well, but later on you get the episodes where um, where Cisco is uh, not himself. He's in another world and trying to work out which one is which. There's just this this consistent theme running through DS Nine of reflections mm. of mm. things, which
0: is really clever. Which all comes from the Orbs of the Prophet as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of that going on. Now, is this the season, because I, I don't think it actually is, is this is the season with the double episode war episodes? That's season four, isn't it?
3: It is. Yeah, that's season, season
0: four. four. Yeah. So season three was a lot of build-up to the
2: whole Jem'Hadar and Yeah, and Kai Winn introduced. Correct. And like
3: that. Now, I think, but I'm not sure... One of the episodes in this season is Avery Brooks's directorial debut. I'm pretty sure it is. It may not be his first, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, and it's really interesting because it's it's sort of a lighthearted comedy episode with Lexana and Odo. Yeah.
2: There's the great scenes where they're stuck in the elevator yeah. or the, the platform together.
3: Yeah. But uh, but Avery Brooks, who played Cisco, actually went on to direct some of the really the best episodes of DS Nine across the the mm. whole board.
2: Oh, my favorite episode, far beyond the stars. Yes, later on, beautiful. In, in, yeah, look at the even the defiance brought in.
1: Oh, the defiance was introduced yeah. in this season. Yep, That's right. and,
2: and you've got there's the, this episode here. Civil defense was one of the first episodes I remembered, like really loving, like absolutely loving. Which was where they there's the they accidentally activate the security program from the the Kardashian, Yes, because the DS Nine's Cardassian um, built, and then. They have to team up and escape.
3: Yeah. Yep. Uh, the season's also got Meridian, which I really mm-hmm. love. It's the the planet that disappears every oh, 60 years. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. it's retelling, um, uh, what's the musical? Um, with the the town that disappears.
2: No, I'm not sure. No?
3: I can't think what its name is.
2: No, I can't
0: think of that. But, but um, you start getting the seeds. It's one of, of-, it's one of those
3: classic Roger right. Hammerstein musicals. But, uh, but it's sort of reinvented here. And, and you get Dax falling in love and actually wanting to... Lost
0: Horizon or something, is it? No. I can't no, remember. No.
3: Um, but she actually wants, there's wants there's to listener, leave the crew. There's listeners right now throwing things. Yeah, yeah, the there, there are. They're screaming. Look, believe me, I remember Mark Spector. Yeah. But. but um, <laughs> Facebook.com forward yeah. slash geek, actually. You can yell this thing. Okay? But, uh, but really fascinating episode for the fact that Jadzia was pretty much ready to walk away from it all and mm-hmm. be in mm-hmm. love with this guy on this planet, and it disappeared and she couldn't. Yeah. And, Jadzia
2: yeah. gets a lot of development in this season as well, mm. along with Bashir. Like, they, they were kind of like. Flailing around a bit for the first two seasons. I one think. of the nice
3: things about Jetzia yeah. is that, as a character who's you know got effectively six lifetimes mm-hmm. of history, there's just a new facet to her personality. Yeah. Literally every time you see her, yeah, it's,
2: she becomes like one of the best characters on, Dak, on well, the Dax show. That is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I I love this past tense um, two episodes here because it's like one they do this every year on Deep Space Nine where they end up as two parter back in time. And um, they're always quite really clever. I think this is the know. one with the Bell Riots. Yes, yeah? yeah,
3: yeah. So, which is which is cool because it's our future, mm-hmm. but their past. And, and Jonathan Frakes directing. And yeah, Jonathan Frakes directing.
2: He directed a few this year, I
3: think. He likes time travel. Well, oh, there's
2: like the Kira and Odo relationship starting to build. There's
3: also a lot more character like, building
0: yeah. of um, Garrick as well, who is actually one of yes. my favorite characters. Oh, oh is this is Arna Bashir this episode? This, no, this season, or is no, that no! Next no season? I think that's the
2: next season. Ah, oh. yeah. So
0: Garrick started out as a nothing character. He was just, you know, plain and simple—the way Garrick. of the warrior, plain and simple. Season. Garrick, the uh, tailor. And as it goes on, he they build that character so much. There yeah, are so I, many good ones. I mean, not could think just he, go
3: through and list every one here. But, I don't think he was yeah. ever intended to just be plain and simple. Garrick. No, I, think I don't. From, think so from the first yeah. moment, you yeah. knew that there was more to yeah. him. Yeah. And it was just beautiful to see it slowly blossom and and come out. But they
0: gave it time too, though. I mean, that's the thing about Garrick is they gave him so much time to build that character.
2: Well, Garrick is like a perfect example of all of the characters in the show is that they're not clear cut and easily definable. Like they all have sort of moral ambiguities. and. and Well, DJ's Night is an entire series of Shades of Grey. Yeah, it is. And so many episodes will end... On, you know, like having to make the wrong decision for Mm. the greater good. Because they are not
0: on a Federation Starship, because they are on the frontier, they kind of sometimes have to make the wrong rules. Yeah.
3: And uh, Jeffrey Coombs. uh, Yes. Brunt FCA. Oh, yeah. I
2: love Brunt. What an asshole. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, For I love Brungie, Brunt. There is yeah. no
3: Jeffrey Coombs character in Star Trek I don't love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like he, you haven't gotten to Enterprise yet, but he's amazing oh, there too. Oh,
0: Zandorian. Yeah, the yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he was also
3: Wayne later on. He is, and Wayne grows to be pretty much yeah. my favorite character yeah, in the show. Right. But, I but, love uh, Wayne as well. But yeah, I mean, it's he is such a talented actor, and he manages to bring just. Differences to every single character, even though he, he always sort of seems to fall into the semi-bad guy category.
2: Just looking at the, the list of episodes here on Wikipedia, it's like the balance is impeccable. They had it down at this stage. And yeah, I don't know. There's not a bad one in the whole thing
3: here. The die is cast where uh, Garak tortures Odo. Mm and uh, we see I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just the fact uh, that we can Explorers have Explorers was a wonderful
2: episode where um Cisco and Jake they go off in the sailing the sailing barge. Oh yeah, the the yeah, light yeah. sail. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, just the fact we can have one main cast member torturing another one and somehow they are okay at the end and able to walk out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, think we get Wharf
2: in this season. No, no, no. Wharf comes Is in in, in, no, in the next way of next season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yep.
0: <clears throat> he comes in and then he takes up residence on the Defiant.
2: So, yeah, I think like this is season three is where it ignites for me. I think for a lot of
3: people as well. Hey, it just burns. Once again, from though, here it's, it's the like,
0: tradition of Star Trek, yeah. which is the series really kicks off in season three. Uh, and
3: again, it's something that we will never see on TV these days. Is no, that they slow won't give build. it that, they it won't give it it that much
0: time. All right, so. We haven't got a bad episode there, but the film that accompanies this mm. is not quite so lucky. Oh uh, this week we're talking about Star Trek Nemesis. number 10 it is in the in the original uh-huh. star trek canon and the first film in the star trek canon that the, that defeats the odd number even number
3: theory so um, one interesting thing about star trek nemesis which i which i found out is uh, there's accidentally a colon in the title it's supposed to be star <laughs> trek nemesis <laughs> it is the, the antithesis of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was a this was a really sad moment, because I mean we just come off of first contact, insurrection, and you sit there and go, What's next? Mm. You know? And if the even number of films are always the weaker of the films, what's gonna follow insurrection, you know? And when this came out, we kind of went, Oh, hello.
3: There are mm. some elements of this film that I like. Absolutely, but so many of them are attached to just total bullshit. Yes, that I can't stand. Nemesis. Mm. I I like the good parts are way washed away by the just the trash. And it's
0: it's tragic because this is also basically the first film that introduced us to Tom Hardy. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he's probably been around before this, but this was like he's good in the movie. This was his, and he's good. We've got we've got uh, Ron. uh, Ron Perlman, Ron Perlman, Perlman playing yep. his sidekick, mm-hmm. who's really good. You know the visual effects in it are really good. The opening scene in the Romulan Council, with that music comes in, is yes. really good. Very cool. You know, and the first
3: half of the film, I think, is actually pretty solid. But but stuff. You see, much as yes, you're on you're on track. There are some good actors doing mm. good performances. But stuff like the introduction of the Remans is just oh, so unnecessary yeah. and stupid. Like Remus, like okay so let's just let's just take a, a step l- back. The Romulans are an offshoot of the Vulcans, right okay we know that we know that they're, that they're early Vulcan settlers who didn't agree with the logic thing, mm. so they went and formed their own planet. Why suddenly at the tenth film after seven years of watching this on TV, are we discovering oh, it's a twin planet, and there's another race that you know have Strange telepathic powers and are vaguely so, related.
0: I, let, let's let's talk about this a little bit because I mean I'm a Star Trek fan and when they actually introduced when they talked about Remus it didn't actually jar me at all. I'm sure we've heard about Remus before, but my understanding of Remus. No, Star I believe Trek it was
2: made for Nemesis. Wasn't made for yeah, Nemesis. I, I believe I, I so. Yeah, I saw I've some behind the scenes documentaries about it with John, right. Al- John August. Yeah.
0: So it's because it didn't even click with me because I just went, it was okay, a brand new and yeah. well, no it's problem. because
3: the name it's because we know the names from mythology and right, so we yeah. we mm. say naturally okay well, why why wouldn't there be yeah but uh yeah no it was it was invented for this film wow. and- yeah, right. and hey, the stuff I was
2: reading about it too was like um that that Rick Berman and the Paramount particularly didn't like the Romulans as an adversary and they only came around to doing them because. And they kind of avoided them all throughout Next Generation, mm-hmm. especially when you look back. It's yeah, like it's there's only, barely any. The, well, Romulan they're,
0: they're at the very last yeah. episode of season one, but they didn't really kick back into gear until. Yeah. God, it was when uh, when season three, I think season three or so when yeah. they look, started.
3: they're, they're non-existent in but time. they built they built beautifully. Well, no, they come in later. They, they come, come in later. Very later. strong, actually. Yeah,
2: very strong. But like for the most part, but that's that's know. sort of
3: looking back at the history of Trek. That is the Romulans' role. Mm. They're, they're never a huge threatening presence. Even in the original series, they were something that hadn't been heard from for years. Yeah, and they came, the new came look, back look, what, out.
2: I, I love the Romulans personally. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I think they Suggesting what Paramount? Oh yeah, understandably. Yeah. So anyway, so this film that, that's just to sort of explain like why they made Remus. Yeah. Because it's again, like, oh, we don't feel there's enough here.
0: Halfway through the film, we suddenly start having Picard driving a doom buggy and uh, the before uh, character is introduced, which is the the prototype of of data, mm-hmm. um, and you start and it, the film starts to unravel really, really, really fast. fast.
2: That's where it just shits the bed for me. The where, other thing where, for me, where it's where, where they bring in B four.
3: Yeah. Oh god. Look, I understand that that you know it's a different creative team, and uh, that the studio may have had some concerns about Insurrection not performing as well as they wanted. But there seems to be a total disregard of what was going on mm. in the end of insurrection. You know, mm-hmm. like Picard never looks back to to that romance or to any. No, it's like it's never It's like it, like happen. it never happened. Yeah, it's and you, Jamie, you'd sent me a lot of behind the
2: scenes information that you'd read, so you you pulled a lot of stuff that could explain what happened. Look, yeah, I've
3: been I I actually went to do some reading up because honestly, when I first saw Nemesis, I was just kind of heartbroken mm. and I didn't want to know why it happened or anything about it. But um, yeah, so, so the studio was concerned. They got a new director on who hadn't seen Star Trek and refused to go and watch Star Trek and didn't want to make a Star Trek film. He wanted to make a space action movie. And, we uh, should talk
0: about that director for a minute as well, because that director was actually from a different background. Mm. Um, his name is...
3: Stuart
2: Baird.
0: Stuart Baird. And Stuart Baird was the editor of Superman the Movie. And as Marina other...
2: Sirtis called him, an idiot. An idiot. Well,
0: <laughs> he is considered in the industry as probably one of the finest film editors who's ever lived. I mean, this man has edited some of the greatest films of all time. And he made the shift into being a director mm. uh, in the late 80s, I think it was, he started to try and direct his films. I don't know if I would say the qualification for start directing Star Trek Nemesis is go. Let's get let's grab the director of Executive Decision. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. it's like it's like uh, it's not quite pedigree. Okay. You know, it's like you don't grab somebody from that and go. Yeah, you're you're going to yeah, be the like, per- you're going to be the perfect Jonathan director Frakes for this. was like
2: willing to come back too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and I think if Jonathan Frakes had come back, mm-hmm. they could have they could have taken the seeds of what this film was trying to do. They could have reworked it. We could have even had Remus, that's fine. We could have mm-hmm. done all of that. Absolutely. We could have reworked this and actually made it feel like Star yeah. Trek. The problem is that by the time you get to the June buggy stuff mm. and the before stuff, it doesn't feel like Star Trek. Yeah. And, 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 and in the article frankly, that
2: Jamie sent me, they were saying something about like how just before release they plan their plan was we'll open it up against what, Harry Potter two, was it? Or Something. Hey, it was
3: up against Lord of the. No, was up against the two towers uh, and one of the Harry Potter and, films. and a Mission Impossible, I think, as well. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, the,
2: and then their their idea was, well, those are going to sell out, so we'll release at the same time, so all the people that can't get tickets to those will we'll go, go see us. And so their idea was, what we'll trim every, we'll trim it to the bone. So yeah, this was the other ridiculous yeah. thing was they, they cut actually like cut the length yeah. of the
3: film so that they could play it more times a day. Right that yeah. that was or sorry that was the intent from Paramount. Mm. Uh, and so
2: everything Star Trek got, went. Yeah. You know, that was the first thing to go, like including yeah. uh, Wesley Crusher.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, well because as we've talked about before. So of, uh, and
0: the best thing about Star Trek is the writing and the slow build mm-hmm. and, the this, and you get rid of all of that.
3: And here's some yeah. more craziness was apparently they wanted to push the Voyager crew so mm. they were trying to get 7 of 9 to be there at uh Riker and Troy's wedding mm-hmm. at the start. And Jerry Ryan basically said, why? I, yeah. Seven doesn't know them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and there was sort of this this big outcry and then they put Wesley in and then subsequently cut yeah. him. Um, yeah. And it just, there's so well, many... I was
2: reading some stuff where Wesley w- has shot like eight or nine scenes for the film. He's supposed to be on the He's Enterprise very, yeah. for the duration of the movie.
3: It's just, <laughs> or, like, you, um, you, you can't see how much I'm shaking uh, my head, yeah. honestly. Yeah, <laughs> like. <I know. laughs> So, anyway, the film so, is a disaster. And so, I, actually,
2: I actually have a fascination with it too, especially because of the stuff yeah. Jamie was sending me. And I, I went ahead and watched the audio commentary for Nemesis with Rick Berman. Yep. And it's so funny you hear all this stuff now, but when you watch the commentary, because it's clearly recorded like the year after it came out or something like that for a laser disc or whatever it was. And all throughout it, he's like shifting the blame in real subtle ways mm-hmm. towards. You know, Stuart Baird. Well, I'm looking here. why I was reminded, was that it's got the. Uh, I'm looking on Google Images of Nemesis, and there's the Star Trek Nemesis title font, and this, and that's the second the movie opens, and Rick Berman's going, "Yeah, we we're never really happy with this font because, uh, but our director really liked the font, and so immediately <laughs> you're like, oh shit, and and like every single thing that's talked about in this in this thing is like the director really liked that. We really went with that because the our director was really into it. The really heartbreaking you know, like, thing... And they keep saying, oh, John August, the screenwriter, it was lucky we had him because he was looking after the characters because he's such a big fan of the
3: series. And uh, like- The really heartbreaking thing is that the both Rick Berman and the cast have uh, come out and it was in this article that I sent you talking about the fact that there were intentions to go on and make mm. another film oh. that rolled in parts of the DS9 Here's crew we of. Uh, and, uh, and some of the next gen who... They were no longer on contract at this point, uh, so they had to be contracted per film. But they were intending to get some of them back, some of the DS Nine crew, some of the Voyager crew, and just and use uh, the fact that Riker was now on you know, on his own ship, the Titan, and have you could have theoretically had Voyager, Titan, Defiant, and Enterprise all in the same film. Uh, and I think they, they were
2: calling it the end of the era art movie. That's and right, and it was supposed to
3: be actually movie. wrapping up. That all era of, of Star yeah. Trek. Mm-hmm. And we never got it because Nemesis tanked yeah. so hard. Yeah. Which um, I remember
2: that's my, my my thing that I said to Dave the day after I watched Nemesis, which was only like early in the year, like it wasn't that long ago. And my quote was the last memory I've got of those people is the the hull of the enterprise ripped in half and they're floating through space going, What do we do? And it's strange. That's like the perfect metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a real shame. Whereas yeah. like all good things the oh, episode is like one of the, the, series, yeah. the most amazing endings they could have What's done. What's really you
0: know? funny is that the most derided episode of Star Trek, the episode of Star Trek that everybody talks about as being the worst episode of Star Trek. Shades of Grey. No, 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 of the movie. Spock's <laughs> is, mind. Is Star, Wars, is Star Trek V. Of course. right? And everybody talks about how bad Star Trek V was and how, how badly... Uh, Kirk, uh, what's it, Shatner just completely, you know, screwed the pooch on that film.
3: I think those people just didn't bother to go see Nemesis. Well, I was about to say,
0: <laughs> there is something to be said about Star Trek V mm-hmm. over Nemesis, which is at least Star Trek V has the right flavor.
3: Mm-hmm. At least it
0: still feels like a Star Trek film. Yeah, absolutely. It's not very good, mm-hmm. but it feels like a Star Trek film. Yeah. Nemesis feels like it doesn't even belong to the yeah. series. Like, as, a, as an
2: action film, I'm sure it's fine. But, mm-hmm. like, when you go into it as a Star Trek fan, it's soul crushing. Yeah. It's it Absolutely, It's Soul just, there's something
0: it. about the entire overtone of this film where the, the it's kind of muted colors and everything mm. about it just feels like all the joy has been sucked yeah. out of it. And it's just like, everybody's just painting by numbers, you know? And it's like, yeah, you're the captain. So say engage, mm. you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and that's kind of how it feels. And you just kind of feel like, and there, there's a couple of moments where there are actually a couple of moments in this film where Picard feels like a buffoon mm. and you go, what? That's well, not the June that's- buggy
3: The June buggy thing is just ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah, there's no way. There is no it's, it's way Picard- that he would do that in the first place, mm. or that the rest of the crew would let him. Well, it's Picard <laughs>
0: having a, a midlife crisis. <laughs> it's a, yeah. Effectively, it's Picard getting a sports mm. car. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? but I mean, it's like, like
2: <laughs> everything in this movie is unwarranted. There's no logic. There's nothing. There's plot holes through through the roof. Like, yeah. It, like, but when you're when you're watching the movie after 20 minutes, you just you're just like, I'm done. The only thing I'm going to take away from this is the canon aspect that Troy and Riker got married and that's it. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. The- now, now Beverly's off in Starfleet. Like these are all things that are fine in terms of like the canon and mm-hmm. where they go. But
3: look, look looking on know. the bright side, you know, like Ron Perlman was really good. Yeah. And yeah. he was, he was menacing. The scimitar is freaking cool. Like, yeah. like that, the idea of the Romulans building this mega ship, you know, yeah. And is- the,
2: the the ending action scene's great though. Yeah,
3: like it's, like the guy directed action well. Absolutely, yeah. but it's not it's not Star Trek, and no. and it is very discontinuous with Star Trek. And if you're Going through Star Trek like Dave did, I would say skip Nemesis. Yeah. I agree.
0: Well, I, I, I no, I yeah. wouldn't say skip it. I'd say, I'd say watch
2: Nemesis before you watch Insurrection, and then pretend that Insurrection takes <laughs> place. <by> <laughs> <side>. <laughs> yeah. That's not bad. Or
0: watch Nemesis and then immediately just roll to J.J. Abrams because you just kind of yeah. watch because I, 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 I the should, taste actually, out as fast as possible. Because the thing,
2: the thing about um, all good things is that I kind of think that that does kind of show you the future of the crew yeah, yeah. I think because it, it flashes forward about 30-40 years and mm, we wrong, much prefer yeah. to
3: think of Data happily retired and teaching than yeah we do, exactly uh, you know yeah. then, then
0: that's a very good point it also destroys continuity this yeah. Film. so yes, let's move on from that because that's disappointing and let's talk a little bit about what's happened in the world of Geekhood in the news yeah. All right, so Dave's left us, <laughs> so it's just you and me, Jamie. All right. Tell us a little bit about this campaign.
3: Okay, well, uh, Ronda Rousey, who is uh, the women's champion of the UFC, the Ultimate Fighting Championship, I think it is, mm-hmm. uh, has taken to social media, gotten people to Photoshop her as Miss Marvel, uh, sorry, Captain Marvel and has been actively campaigning well cool,
0: as Ms Marvel too apparently uh, yeah sure
3: <laughs> but has been actively campaigning to get a role as the character because she has not just the actual the looks for the character but she's got a physique that actually matches that of a superhero she is muscled and powerful and uh, she actually looks really fantastic in the role if you if you want to google Ronda Rousey as Captain Marvel uh, the images are there and she looks spectacular uh, as Captain Marvel, Kevin Smith has jumped on this bandwagon and uh, and been campaigning for her as well because it she has definitely got the look. I
0: have one question,
3: and I know what it is, and you're right to ask it. <laughs> it's a great question. Yeah, she looks can she fantastic,
0: act? but can't you ask? Look,
3: I I lean towards yes as an answer in that UFC and uh, wrestling and all those things very much the better the better wrestlers and the better UFC champions are people who can talk they can come on they can cut a promo where they're talking smack about someone and make it sound real and you know that's part of what sells the whole uh, the whole it's called kayfabe in in wrestling but the yeah. the fake world of it all
0: yeah okay but i mean rowdy rowdy piper Cannot uh, act <laughs> was in movies mm-hmm. and he was part of all that as well. But he, even though he was in movies, he never played anything other than Rowdy Roddy Piper because he couldn't Ab- act
3: absolutely. You know, and I'm we saying, and we loved the- him the- and people cast him in roles that were Rowdy Roddy Piper. And one of the things I do
0: love about the Marvel films is that they have actually got a little bit of depth. They have got a little bit of quality to them and so forth. So my question about her is: Yes, she looks spectacular, but.
3: Can she, she act? If she
0: can't act, then no, I don't want her as my Captain Marvel. And yeah, so. absolutely. I, I think it, I think
3: it's a legitimate question. Absolutely. Unless we do a this Grace is... unless we do
0: a, a Grace Legend of Tarzan on her and revoice her with somebody else. <laughs> so this is one of the
3: this is one of the really interesting things though, um, and we were talking about this before the show. It's not necessarily a new thing for an actor to campaign for a role, but it seems like recently in in recent years since Marvel has really taken off. There's more and more people coming on social media and coming Especially on. Especially for Marvel. Well it's I, a,
0: yeah. It's uh, I there, guess there was one recently as well. Um uh, uh, Matthew Modine yeah. was putting out all those doctored images of himself as Doc Strange because he wanted to play he wanted to play Doctor
3: Strange. There you so. go. Well, um, I mean, obviously the, probably the most successful and, and obvious of them is Ryan Reynolds who was on social media as soon as there was both Ryan Reynolds and social media yeah. saying he wanted to be Deadpool mm. and expressing his love for the character and and how much he would just die to be Deadpool. And then and,
0: then they sewed t- so his mouth
1: shut. And then they put yeah. him in and sewed so his mouth shut. And,
3: <laughs> and obviously yeah. they're fixing that mistake now Yes, um, with the new Deadpool movie and it looks great. And along the way, his campaigning for Deadpool won him the role as Green Lantern as well. You know, people said, you will actually, you know, Ryan Reynolds in a super suit, probably a good thing. Um, so, it's there's obviously mixed success here. Uh, but I think it's interesting and it's not something that seems to happen beyond the realm of superheroes either. We, mm. don't, we don't see uh, Chris Pratt campaigning to be the next Indiana Jones. People talk about it. He probably doesn't have no. to. He probably doesn't. <laughs> but, but I mean, what do we what do we think about celebrities campaigning to take a role?
0: Look, I think it's fine. I think if a if celebrity really wants to express their, I mean, uh, the last one of the most misguided ones I remember was when. Um, Uh, oh god her name has gone out of my head Blade Runner Um, Rachel uh, no uh, Sean Young Sean Young thank you god my god brain (laughs) tubes when Sean Young was uh, campaigning heavily for Catwoman Mm. and she really wanted to play Catwoman um, and she was you know turning up in cosplay gear (laughs) it was insane this is going way back when uh, Batman Returns was going to be made Um, so you're right it's not a new phenomenon but it just seems to be picking up Mm. with social media it seems to be picking up a lot I think it's a cool thing personally
2: I think it's I think, cool. I think, I think it's, it I think shows it, geekdom. An, you know? It I does. Think, I just think if an actor really wants to be in a movie, they're probably going to give a better performance than someone who doesn't
3: It makes want sense, right? I mean, yeah. people say you should do what you love, and yeah. that's got to apply to actors yeah. as well. I think it, yeah.
0: everybody just needs to have a reality check once in a while, though, like with this. We sit there and go, yes, she's really actively campaigning for it. Yes, she looks fantastic.
3: Well, let's screen test her. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. And, well, then, and then don't be surprised if you don't get the role. We've you know? got to hope that, that there is some yeah. screen test going on. Yeah. I mean, there's other interesting issues connected to this as well. Uh, Not too long ago, people were talking about Jason Statham uh, as Bullseye. Yes, I remember that. And as soon as that came out on social media, he... He rejected it. He rejected it really hard. You know, he obviously had strong feelings about appearing as a superhero as opposed to an action hero. Mm. Um, And I guess... There were always concerns about the being in genre thing, films the typecasting
0: about, you. Interesting thing about Statham was though, that I read some reports that actually said that he was in serious negotiation and it was actually the social media that that turned him off of it. He basically didn't like the idea yeah, I that, read they, that too. Were, they were all doing this and so he pulled out,
3: which is um, interesting. And yeah. I, I think, you know, good on him if, if that makes him uncomfortable because he would be very much. You know, mm. in, the, in the social media spotlight. I
2: guess the thing is, like, there are a lot of actors that are right for a lot of roles. Of course. You know, like, um, like she might be great as Captain Marvel, but, you know, there's, there might be someone as equally good, someone better, someone worse. Like, Yeah, and you know, know what? Marvel's so many probably penciled go names all over yeah. the place. I'm so.
3: sure there are. But I think it's interesting in contrast as Who's well. Who's your
2: pick, by the way, quickly? Sorry.
3: if Captain Marvel? Yeah. Look, if she can act, I and, and I've seen her speak, she can certainly yeah. speak. I was thinking I think she'd out, be fantastic. Um, offer out Man from
2: Uncle that that um that Gabby in it would be really good. The yeah. girl from um
0: Vicaco. Oh, Cam- yeah. 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 I don't think she's too slight for Captain Marvel. That's the problem. She's small frame, small okay, build. Fair enough. I think Captain Marvel needs to have a more imposing presence. You know
3: what though, on a similar note, um, I was actually looking at Gabby. Gabby was the, the brunette one, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually looking at her thinking she'd make a good Jen Walters.
1: Oh, right.
0: Okay, there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting choice, actually. Yeah. It's a very interesting choice. But
2: what were you going to say before? Sorry,
0: I was
3: going to say that um, I think it's really interesting to think about the approach that Marvel and DC are taking. Marvel seems like they're much more likely that they, they would go for social media campaign selection of an actor. Hmm. Uh, DC seem to be much more reserved and traditional in their... Their casting and their publishing and, and what they want to do. And I think it's really interesting to look at the, the comparisons. You know, the internet didn't take to Gal Gadot immediately. Um, uh. And, you know, like, seeing her in the trailer, it looks good, you know. She, it looks like she's going to pull off Wonder Woman. But, um, you know, there was no one sort of jumping up and saying, I want to be Wonder Woman in advance of that. Well, um. there was
0: actually one, but she was rejected quite early on. This is actually going back a few years. Uh, Charisma Carpenter was campaigning really heavily to play Wonder Woman. And in her prime, Charisma Carpenter would have been a great Wonder Woman.
3: Charisma Carpenter definitely...
0: Physically, she fits. She's got, the, she fits the mold. She's I wonder
2: got the how look. that Joss Whedon Kobe Smoulders one would have turned out. That would have been really Remember interesting, those? interesting. Yeah. There mm. are photos of the, the, the concept, the concept idea. They did yeah. costume tests for yeah. that, didn't they? Yeah. I've
3: got those pictures somewhere. Yeah. Right here. yeah. yeah. Very, very interesting. Kobe Smoulders. I don't know. She fits Maria Hill.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting because you see her in the costume for Wonder Woman. And you go, yeah, I could have seen them doing that. But now we've seen her as Maria Hill. You go, okay, that's her now. No, you know? I, just,
3: I, I think Wonder Woman is much more. I personally outgoing. think I personally
0: think our friend Mario Tott, who actually went to see uh, Mission Impossible with us, actually had a very good point, which is that the girl and her name, Rebecca Ferguson, Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson uh, that's Wonder Woman.
3: And she just, know. yeah, she had presence, didn't yeah, she? she yeah. had the strength in her as well. That's she one just the, looked like she was ready for That's it. one of the big things. If you're going to be a superheroic woman lead, I think you've really got to have some presence. You've got
0: to have presence. You've got to have that. You've got to have, and there's there's a, that physicality to it. Gal Gadot, I'm still not entirely sold on. She's very, very small. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. You know, I um, don't know. Don't I'm,
0: I'm, I'm just saying physique wise, she's just a very, a very small girl. You mm. know, and it's like, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. I'm
3: guessing the photography works for, works it pretty hard. Yeah. Because I mean,
0: this, once again, Fast and the Furious, we know her from that. Yeah. You know, it's like, so anyway, so we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, I think it's very interesting that, that Kevin Smith is. Jumped up and said, "Yeah, I, I endorse this." But you go, "Yeah, but can't she act?" <laughs> you know? It's like I keep coming back to that. Anyway, so let's move on. What else we got here? Oh yes, tell us about this.
3: Okay, so a uh, bit of gaming news. Uh, there's a new Doctor Who miniatures game in the works, and this is um, this is interesting to me because because you sell games, well, obviously, and I love Doctor- <laughs> and I love Doctor Who. But what's interesting is that they're setting it up. All the the talk uh, from Warlord Games who are doing it is that it's going to be sort of forming armies and and military combat like a like a traditional historical war game, and that seems totally discontinuous with Doctor Who to it me. It does, yeah. Uh, you know, like if you if you said it was some sort of adventure dungeon crawl where you're taking the miniatures through a mission, and you know they've got to avoid the enemies or, or deal with them somehow, that would make more sense to me. Mm. But to actually say, you know, you're going to form your army of Cybermen and your army of the Doctor and his allies and they're going to fight on a battlefield seems really, yeah, really...
0: Unless you're making a game of the Day of the Doctor, you're making a game of the Fall of Gallifrey. Sure, you know? yeah. <laughs>
3: but, but no, they're, they're clearly sort of aiming to come up with miniatures lines and, you know, if you get your little box set of Cybermen or, or Daleks or whatever mm-hmm. and paint them up. And yeah, it's... Look, I'm... Doctor Who is a license that has been misused in a lot lot of things. Uh, And it's it's very near and dear to my heart. And maybe I'm being a bit too geek sometimes about it. But people do bad stuff with the Doctor Who license. Mm. Uh, And I'm just a little bit concerned about this one.
0: Interesting. Look, I'll wait and see. I'm not sure if I quite buy... A warfare strategy game based on the Doctor Who universe, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, now,
2: it's very bizarre. It is a little
0: bit. Now we also have other Star Wars. Oh, sorry, Dave. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars news. Uh, Twilight of the Republic uh, is a add-on for Infinity. Is that right? Disney Infinity. Yeah. Uh, there's a trailer. Let's have a listen.
3: We are here on a mission of hope to end this destructive conflict. We are here on a
0: I care nothing for your pathetic dream of peace. You won't stop me this time. Ah! Your fate has been sealed. Drop the gun, bounty hunter. All right, so I'll leave that there. What I find interesting about this is that it's all set during the Clone Wars era. Mm -hmm. Um, And it occurs to me that every time they want to do something for the young market, that's always the era they go for. Have you noticed that?
3: Well... Because we had the cartoons for it, I imagine. Yeah, it's direct tie-in. But um, look, Disney Infinity. Uh, have you guys experienced it? I've, yeah, I've got, it? got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, my like, brother's
2: a massive fan of it.
3: Actually. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm more quite for a,
2: the figures' sake than the um, the actual game.
3: But I, I'm a fan, and um, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy pack. I have mean, I played that. Yeah, yeah. plays Gamora, just kicking <laughs> <laughs> ass. The Star Wars. <laughs> look, the Star Wars one coming out at the end of the year. They are doing multiple eras. Uh, you know, you you can get mm-hmm. figures from prequels. I think they're planning Force Awakens as well, though they haven't announced it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, you know, like, if this is actual gameplay that we're seeing, and I think parts of it are, it looks really good. Yeah. So
0: Infinity 3 is next-gen consoles, is it? Because I've got Infinity 2. So. Yeah,
3: that's right. So this is going to be for PS4, uh, Xbox, Xbox One, One. Yeah. Yep. yep, and Wii U.
2: Right, yeah. okay. That's like Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. And and um, honestly, a, as
3: a geek, my dollars are torn because there's this and there's also Lego Dimensions coming out at mm. the end of the year and both of those look so good. Mm. Yeah, mm. And That's a
0: problem with being a geek because it's a very expensive, <laughs> yes, uh, very expensive
3: lifestyle. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> some of us buy a game shop so that we don't have to yeah. pay full price for our games anymore. <laughs> well, there is that, yes. <laughs> All
0: right, so we will. Uh, so, Infinity Three is that when?
3: I believe it's. I actually think it's supposed to be dropping in September. It, or Is it launching October. with
0: Disney uh, with Star Wars, or is it launching with other stuff?
3: I, I think it's launching after the the big Star Wars right, right. Friday that they're doing mm-hmm. for Force Awakens merchandise, but uh, but before Christmas.
0: Question is, will they have a Marvel line because that was an Infinity Two thing? So.
3: Well, yeah, there. Are, I think they've announced some new Marvel figures as well. Right, I love the figures. The figures are awesome. They that's are.
0: It's how, how I started actually. I bought the Guardians of the Galaxy line. Yep. Just to have on the shelf, and then it's like, well, the okay, Disneyfied uh, statues. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, better, better buy. Yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had those, so I had to buy the rest of the Avengers, and yeah, it's like, and it just grew. <laughs> uh, they right. do look really cool. They do. They're very, very cool indeed. Um. Okay. Now, uh, let's deal with some. While well, we've still got a little bit more news to go, but while we're here, let's talk a little bit about these competitions that we've been running. Um, because I also have another giveaway. Okay. And the next giveaway is going to be very, very, very simple. The next giveaway is all you have to do is email feedback at geekaxi.com and the first three win. So the first three who get it. The reason why this is very simple is because I don't think anybody's going to enter.
3: Dave, Dave, you could enter right now and you would beat the people. I might go usually listening to the either. podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what you
0: win if you send me your mailing address to feedbackgeekactually.com is I have three double passes in my hand, courtesy of Spotlight Report. Yay. Our friend Jorge over at the Spotlight Report. Uh, for Fantastic Four. So if you don't want to pay for it. If you really just haven't seen it because you just yeah. don't want to give your hard-earned money to these people,
3: yeah. you can see it for free. Yes. Don't forget the standard David McVeigh caveat on that. Well,
2: these are only you for can still- Australia. No, <laughs> no. You can you can pay for the movie Trainwreck, and then you can also watch jo- um, Fantastic Four for free. <laughs> <laughs> Or some people would
0: say you could use your double pass, get into a multiplex, and go see something else. <laughs> either, either way, you'll but see. But I'm not encouraging that behavior. But the bottom line is, I have three double passes. The caveat, for being in Australia, does. Why hold? is it only free? Three free, me, and one of them is
2: invisible. He Whoa! said
0: oh, he sent me three, so it's actually six people can go to the movies. But the uh, reason why the caveat for only being in Australia is because if you take this, if you. Send this to. I would send this to America, but I don't think uh, American cinemas will actually um, honor these. Yeah, right. They're these kind are, of
2: cool collectibles. I I would just enter the competition <laughs> just to have the tickets for the yeah. poster. Yeah, for like in ten years, you can be like, look, I had the tickets and, and I, I never I didn't even to go. <laughs> yeah. How so, many of those parcels would exist? There'd be like two hundred of them. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so, okay, so, first three people who email me. At feedback at geekactually.com if you want to go see Fantastic Four for free, and I will mail those out to you. So make sure when you email, you put your mailing address on there. Okay. Um, now we were also trying to give away some golden books.
3: We have been, and this uh, this sort of connects to our social media in general. We have been pumping the Geek Actually uh, Facebook page this this last week, we and have. things have been happening. Yeah. Uh, and one of them is that we have an entrant for the Star Wars competition. Yes. Yay. Uh, Dave Longo, I believe that since this is addressed to you, you should be the one who reads this in your best No, voice. I
2: can't do without laughing. I, I think you should your read Your best it, voiceover <laughs> Jedi
3: voice.
1: Uh, is it
2: gripping radio.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's gripping radio. Come on, I'm
2: just trying to think of a voice to do. I'll just do it normally. Um, to spoil episode seven for Dave, Luke has become obsessed with the death of his father and wants to become the best uncle ever for Han and Leia's Jedi twins, which he nicknames Darth for the girl and Vader for the boy. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone a little crazy. So he decides to take the twins on a trip to a theme park full of genetically engineered monsters. After Freepio accidentally opens a door to a womper enclosure... Luke must keep the twins safe and escape the park. That is awesome. (laughs) I love it, sir. Uh, Aaron Morris Miller. Aaron Morris Miller, I think. That
0: would be. I want to see that. That's that's also like the ultimate Jurassic Park Star Wars crossover. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's fantastic. So, Aaron. You need to get your postal address to us. So, feedback at geacaxually.com. Uh, send us your postal address. Hopefully, you live in Australia.
3: Or <laughs> <laughs> messages, messages through Facebook is also. Uh, you can do that if you want to. But
0: if you send the email, it'll come directly to me. I'll get it mailed to you faster. It's much so, faster. Yeah, yes. I'll get mailed to you much faster. So, feedback at geekactually.com. Send your mailing address, and I will get these three golden books off to you straight away. And do we have any entries for the pops?
3: Yes? No? Not that I've seen. Good lord, people. Shame on you, people. We have pops, I, I, th-
0: I think these pops are going to go back home to, awesome. to, to Good Games Hurstfield. They, they might
3: away. have to decorate the studio. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: that's just such a shame because they're so nice. And the, and the, and, they're and, very and, cool. And the Klingon went so fast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
3: tell you what. I'll tell you what. We'll give you people one last chance. One of these pops we're going to give away to an Australian resident. Yep. Hashtag Star. Exclamation mark! (laughs) Uh, An Australian resident who likes our Facebook page. Oh,
0: you're just going to pick one at random. We'll just pick one at random. So somebody who likes it between the dates of when? What's the date today? Twenty something. What's the date?
3: Let's let's not exclude our old fans. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So you're just going to pull unlike us and then like us. So we're going (laughs) to so we're going to say pick a date. What's what's a good date? For the liking.
2: Oh, do it on Force Friday. Okay,
3: fourth Friday. 4th Friday. How, how appropriate. We'll give yeah, away him. Star Trek merchandise yeah. on 4th Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Star Trek
2: first day. <laughs> so you have
3: until the end of well, September JJ the fourth. JJ Abrams directing both. No. We've got a crossover. Star
2: Trek there. Tuesday.
0: You have until
3: the like. end of September the fourth to like the Geek Actually page on Facebook, and then we will pull two
0: random people who like them, mm-hmm. two random people, and they will get sent these. Okay. Now
2: uh, I feel like it's a ripoff. Like, <laughs> they just got to click a button. That's all they got to do. And they get these these vinyls.
0: Would you like to... Keep, <laughs> no, no. We'll just keep them in the studio if I'm you like. To give them,
2: I'm trying to give them incentive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so really, we make it really easy for you. But
3: here's, we'll, here's... I'll tell you what. We'll give you triple entries if you actually... Yeah. Do post something about Star Trek on our wall. <laughs> yeah.
0: And just be aware that what will happen in this situation is we're going to pull one at random, so one of these people may not even respond to us if we say you've won. In that situation, then, yeah, we'll decorate the
2: studio yeah. with it. But I'll send you a drawing with them. Oh, so I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> a drawing of what, sir? Uh, smiley face. I don't think people really want, you know, dick and balls pictures. <laughs> No, I, I've made these giant posters of Stuart Baird, uh, so, so if you're if you're, a, if you're an American resident, I'll send them to you, you can take them to the driving range, we should the shooting
3: range. Photoshop a dartboard over the top of it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that
2: for us to do. We'll do that during the next week's episode.
3: All right, other news this week, the sad passing of Yvonne Craig. Yes. Um, I grew up on the Batman TV show, the Adam West TV show, so losing Batgirl matters to me well me too
0: I mean the the 66 Batman was my Batman for all intents and
1: purposes
3: absolutely absolutely
0: and didn't we all just when we were watching that show didn't we just wait to see the 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 motorcycle go by is it going to be one of those episodes yeah Yeah, yeah, that's right If the motorcycle goes by in the opening credits you knew it was a Batgirl episode that's it and I, I joked that Princess Leia was my first crush but I think it was probably actually Batgirl. Because mm. <laughs> let's face it, what young boy doesn't like seeing this? Rather
3: game. be saved it's by her than by Robin. I'm just yeah, yeah, I would say so. Putting it out there, Burt Water, like you. You're and an okay dude, but but Yvonne Craig, wow. She
0: was a dancer and so her moves were lots of very high kicks. And mm-hmm. that. How
2: old was she, do you guys know?
3: When she died? Yeah. I'm not
2: sure, actually. Let's have a look.
3: Uh, she was in her late 70s, I believe. So do
0: we know what she died? Oh, was it just old age, or did she have cancer, or what, what's the story? I think she lost
3: a battle with cancer. Yeah. Oh, she did lose a battle with cancer. Yeah.
0: What a shame! I mean, it is a shame because she was a lot of fun in that show, and she was very much part of our lives. Um, and she was
3: Batgirl. She was Batgirl. There's, there's, there hasn't been a Batgirl. There has since. not been another Batgirl. I mean,
0: yes, there was, but she wasn't. This is, this is Batgirl. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> so yeah no it is a bit sad that she's passed on but you know what I don't think she was ever going to don the Batgirl suit again soon so you know it's not like we're holding out hope that she was going to come back and play Batgirl again <laughs> but you know very sad passing yeah all right uh, now this is right yeah. up there <laughs> so Dave I think you should I'm leave this, this actually comes to us for
3: this. <laughs> this actually comes to us by uh, by a fan on Facebook as yes. well yes. Um, from
2: Mr. Matt K isn't it
3: uh, didn't Matt
0: send us this? No, I don't think Matt sent us this one. Oh, actually, he, he was. Yes. Yeah, Matt K yeah. did send yeah. this one. It was
2: yes. Matt K. But, Dave, tell us. Oh, man. Oh, the Preacher pilot, I cannot wait for, because I'm a massive, massive fan of the Garfinis yes. Preacher comic. It's, it's amazing. And, yeah, I think Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg making this is just the perfect thing and so far the casting they've done perfectly and now we get to see a picture of an ar- face. he's not
0: quite yeah. distorted enough for me
2: no uh, well his mouth is perfect yeah you know, I mean, well it's, there's it's, certainly so much they could do we know we know they're not going to be able to get away with everything yeah. that Garfin But it's because it's, people, it's, people, people need to watch this show <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> no. I think if you've watched the show you really need to go back and
2: read the comic yeah. and see what was cut
3: <laughs> maybe you should maybe you should give a quick uh, summary of what Preach is about for us
2: Oh, uh, it's going to take too long
0: uh, yeah. yeah. Sum it up by saying that uh, that I can't do it justice quickly. <laughs> <laughs> How do you sum this up? A, a, it's um, about
3: a preacher who gets the power the po- from God, the voice of God. <laughs> yeah, the voice of God, the voice of God. So anything he says becomes a command and must be done.
0: But we should stress that this is an alcoholic. Abusive yes. preacher who God's basically had, he teams he, up
2: with a vampire named Cassidy. He's had the, a fall from faith. He, he doesn't really he's care stripper, anymore. Stripper girlfriend,
0: um, and, then, you know, like, and then the plot, <laughs> and then the plot of the the entire comic book is basically he's trying to find God because yes. he wants to basically he wants he wants <laughs> He's he's mad at him and he just wants to find him and yeah. and, and make some sense of the whole thing. And it's his. Messed up adventures. Uh, and Arseface
2: okay. Arse is essentially a satire on Kurt Cobain.
3: I'm, I'm going to share um. with you, uh, Preacher was actually my first adult comic book. Oh, yeah, really? It was. I, I've got a very soft spot for Preacher. Mm. Um, before I came to Sandman, which which is probably my favorite adult comic book, um, there was Preacher and there was Arseface and <laughs> yeah. and there was being told to count all the grains of sand on the beach. <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. And yep. I have very, very fond memories of reading mm. Preacher.
0: Preacher is one of those books that I really love um, the first half of the story. And then I actually found that the last... uh, No, 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 not bad. Not bad because I like the whole thing. We talked about this on panels when we actually did it though, which was that I found that it actually kind of lost its direction by the last... Trade, and I just feel like by the time we get into the whole uh, uh, well, i still spoil. I don't want to spoil, no, I don't want to spoil, but by the time we get to the whole finale, where you know, we've got the
2: yeah, I've I've read it, yeah, not the finale,
0: yeah. not the finale of the finale of the story, <laughs> but I'm saying when we move into that final arc where we've got sure. the, yeah. the 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 papal um, uh. I don't, how do you say this without spoiling it? Star, yeah, that's what, that's what that, I mean. Just say the end. Just say the, <laughs> the character star and all that sort of <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? By the time you get there, it's kind of lost direction from what yeah. it was. Mm. Um, I think the first half of the whole thing, because we should stress it's how many, how many trades? Uh, it's about 10. I about 10, it's about 10. 10, or 10, 10, yeah. Yeah. 10 yeah. So I think the first, let's let let's go and say the first probably. Actually, s- I think it's slightly shorter than that. I think, I think it's like nine. Yeah. So by the time you've gone through the first five trades or so, it's magnificent. I think it's just the last couple of trades. It just kind of loses its way a little bit. A little bit, and I was never quite as satisfied with the ending as I wanted to be. Yeah, right. That's fair, um, yeah. fair enough. I, I think that's true. My memory a, mean, a lot lot of long, long running so. series. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, and
2: I mainlined it. Yeah.
0: Like, uh, well, so did I. I actually read yeah. the whole thing in one stretch. And, and I, I read I it. You lost direction both for me, but I, that's. I, I read I it, loved about, it up the line.
3: Read it about the same time as I saw Dogma too. So that was oh. uh, yeah. like seeing those two yeah, together was go. really yeah. You oh, uh, you yeah. you feel sad for. Conflict. I'm
0: very 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 <laughs> curious to see this show. We
2: see Jesse as well in these photos.
0: Yeah, the he looks perfect. Yeah, yeah so I'm I, I'm very keen to see this. I'm very keen to see uh, them pull this off. Yeah. yeah, you know, this has been a show that we have talked about Preacher being turned into a live action thing since the very beginning of Geek actually, and it's it's we have from the very beginning of Geek actually we've seen it be a feature film, we've seen it be a TV series, we've seen it be a feature film again. Now it's an HBO series. We have seen this thing gestate over the years, over the last seven years into all different forms, and now it's finally taking shape.
3: Sandman seems to be going through some similar things. it I has keep, been. It's been going I keep for- seeing mentions of the HBO. Uh, yeah. Series that they're working on, but then I also hear things about it's still in development as a film.
0: Well that and that no, on a very recent uh Warner timeline thing for DC properties, mm. I saw Sandman listed as one of the on properties. Right. So you go, wait a minute, what's going on there? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh so yeah, I'd be very interested to see what's going on. But we've really got to move on a little bit. Uh Dave, you've got a story, don't
1: you?
2: Yes, I do. Um I got a couple of stories. Right,
1: hit us with them. Uh,
2: the first one here is just a no shit news article. <laughs> which is, Patrick Stewart's got a new show called Blunt Talk, which, by the way, looks amazing. And I, I can't to wait to watch this, it. Yeah. But he's doing a press circuit for it, and so he's been asked about if Picard would ever return. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> and he just he says he doesn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's unlikely, but possible. Tell us,
0: tell us, tell us how Patrick Stewart would say that, Dave. I think it's unlikely, <laughs> but
2: it's possible. The series wrapped over twenty-five years ago, and we got a rather elderly Picard now, so I don't know. But it would be entertaining.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's our sure. so, other Well, um, the other thing about uh, about blunt is not blunt. Blunt yes, talk. A uh, blunt talk is that uh, he's got Brent Spiner for a, an episode, and he's talking to um to LeVar Burton as mm. well. Apparently, I've been reading. Cool. Yeah. So he, he's sort of. Trying to put the old gang back together. He's put the, I think,
0: band. He's put band, I think the band back together. Yeah,
2: Talk bit. looks to me like the newsroom, but if Will McAvoy was Patrick Stewart, who, who, was, who was also a, a drug raving, like <laughs> yeah. lunatic, like sex addict. Like, <laughs> you know. It does look like the sort of satire about the media that I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Cool. Um, the other news I got is we got our first look at the new Starfleet uniforms for Star Trek Beyond. Yeah, beyond what? Beyond <laughs>
0: well, it was like Star Trek the <laughs> darkness. Really? Where? Um, <laughs> um, th- look, I, I, these are really nice looking uniforms. I'm not convinced that they're actually the uniforms from the film, though. I think these are probably dress
2: uniforms or something. Well, uh, yeah, I think I suspect that the Scotty's one is got a. It's like a long sleeve shirt. With so the gold bands around the wrist. Scotty and looks and
3: like he head. works on the Enterprise. The others yeah. look like yeah. they're at a function. Yeah. yeah,
0: Although they're wearing blasters. They're wearing phasers on their side. So that kind of lo- makes them look like no. they're not really dressed in uniforms.
3: Starfleet is a military organization. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think they wear their phasers to a well, function. It, it, looks, <laughs> it, looks, it looks to harken back
3: to the naval aspect.
0: Yeah, and I'm kind of all for that. You know, I quite like those. I mean, from what, the
3: back, Chris Pine actually looks a lot like Scott, Scott Bakula.
0: He does. My favorite uniform of all the Star Trek uniforms was Star Trek Two Three. That the the jackets with the collars and the the um, the skivvies and everything underneath them. I really yeah, like yeah. that. So it was good. Um, this is kind of harking back to that, really, but in blue. You know, so
3: it's another thing that I sort of came to love DS Nine for was the uniforms. Like, yeah, they, they well, got the, it right.
0: Yeah, but then they changed them to the first contact uniform. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I think their uniforms were what inspired the first contact uniform. So it's kind of, you could see the inspiration moving from one show to the next. But this is, I want to know more about this white alien than the uniforms. Mm. Yeah, she looks
2: cool. Apparently, she's one of the leads of it, though, as well.
0: She looks fantastic. Uh, I'm just really wanting to know where they're going to fit the hot cars into this, because you know Mm. it is Justin Lin directing. So, uh, (laughs) I'm going to do some drag racing with the Enterprise. (laughs) (laughs) I live my life one Gamma Quadrant at a time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And will there be a Vin Diesel cameo?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Helm, go
3: to <laughs> warp <laughs> seven, and when I say, hit the nitros. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, look, look at the knocks man. going.
1: You know, yeah. one more, one
3: more quick thing that I want to talk about. Uh, I just finished listening to the latest episode of Nerd Corner. Um, yeah! Now that we can
1: finally hear it, yeah. kind of. <laughs> we can.
3: Um, so, we love you guys. Hi, Johns. Um, one of the things they were talking about there was they were, they were reviewing Jurassic World. And they had this, this, this one line really stood out to me. Uh, I think John Hammond said it. Jurassic World isn't as good as, as Jurassic Park, but nothing ever will be because of nostalgia. Very true. Mm. Very true. And I'm just. It, it just sort of got me thinking a little bit. When we were reviewing things, how, how much do we let nostalgia influence us? I think nostalgia
0: subconsciously will always affect us. And I think this is one of the reasons, and this is a controversial statement, but I think this is one of the reasons why Star Wars fans hate the prequel trilogy. And that's because it's not their Star Wars. And it's that whole thing that harkens back to the 10-year-old and you was going, but this isn't what I want. And you're just like, you're not 10 anymore. You know what I mean?
3: Which one of you was saying before that they they know people who've, the prequel trilogy was their preferred. I said that. So, I, yeah. I
0: know people at work who, who actually said the prequel trilogy is the better trilogy. Absolutely. That's what they grew up with. And that and I know a,
2: people that hate the originals.
0: Yeah. And that's what harkens back to that that statement from George Lucas when he was on the Daily Show. And he said, there is a Star Wars for every generation. For some people it's going to be Clone Wars. For some people it's going to be Rebels. For some people it's going to be, well, he didn't say Rebels because it hadn't been made them. He Adventure. He <laughs> <E-walk laughs> Adventure. There's some people who it's going to be the original trilogy, the prequel yeah. trilogy. Each Generation has a generation of ten-year-olds, and there is a Star Wars for each group of ten-year-olds. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and you look at it and go, and when you look at it like that, and you sit there and go. When we watch, when we watch Jurassic World, we're sitting there going, "Oh, but Jurassic Park was so good." There's always going to be that element. See, there.
3: it's interesting. Like I, I was there for Jurassic Park, obviously. I, yeah, you know, I, here. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I think Jurassic World's better. I, 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 I actually, I, I actually think that I enjoyed the experience of watching Jurassic World. More than I did the experience of watching Jurassic Park. And I love Jurassic Park. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a great film. But I thought Jurassic World was actually a better film. And I can say that even through the lens of nostalgia.
0: That's interesting you say that. Because I see I can't see for me personally, I think Jurassic Park is a better film. And the way I can measure that is I can go, I really love Jurassic World. Don't get me wrong, I actually really love Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the reason I know that Jurassic Park had more of an impact on me was the fact that I saw Jurassic Park. Five times in two weeks at the cinema, I just kept going back it was just an obsession I've seen Jurassic world once <laughs> mm. I, yeah. mean, I mean good film I think sure yeah. <laughs> but Jurassic Park and, you
3: know roomy and in. there's there's the nostalgia element and there's also that you you were probably a different person in a different situation at that oh, time very very possible if you had a cinema next door and you could turn on Jurassic world at any time you know.
0: <laughs> well, no, because Jurassic Park, I had to go traveling into the city. I had to actually make that expedition to go in and do that. Okay, and I look, I just look at it and go. There are there are films that have a certain impact on you as well as a as a, a at the time an aspiring at the film, time at, it was amazing at the time aspiring filmmaker and you know because those who listen to the show know I, I originally trained to be a filmmaker. Mm. I don't really pursue it now, but back then I was hot in the heels of it all, and that film. I've said it once before, and, and we won't go into great detail now, but I say about every 10, 15 years, there is a film that fundamentally changes the shape of cinema mm. as we know it. And Jurassic Park was one of those films. It was a film that fundamentally changed cinema at that moment. Absolutely. And, and I think that there's Jurassic World... Didn't change anything. Jurassic World just utilized everything we had and turned into a really good film, and it was great fun, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. But Jurassic Park will go down as one of those films where you just say, you go. When I watched it back in '93 or whatever, it, it was, was a game changer. You sat there going, "I am seeing history." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I am seeing history. I, I felt unfold. that too. Absolutely. Star Wars. When I was ten years old, mm-hmm. I didn't even know it at the time. But when I was ten years old, I'm going, "I'm seeing history." You know, and there's a reason why Star Wars is what Star Wars mm-hmm. is. None of the Star Wars films. Have that sort of impact because none of them will be that original impact of that ship flying over at the beginning of the film and the lightsaber battle at the end and Han Solo and this and that. You just that film was an amazing piece mm. of cinema, and that was a film that fundamentally changed the face of cinema. You know, seventies um, actually did it more often than they do. That happens now. We're right. actually we see the changes
3: less now. Back to the Future felt that way for me too. I've got to say, like the original one, actually seeing that in the cinema was a rev- revelation I, for me. I adored Back to the Future. I
0: don't think it changed cinema. Oh, no, But I, I adored Looking back, it. Yeah. no, it didn't. No, I adored Back to the Future. That is actually a magic year. 1984, yeah. I think it was. 84, 85? 85? 85. That period of time, that, that, that crossover year, that was a magic time. Mm. That was, you look at the number of films that came out in that short 12-month period, and you just go... What that? There was something in the water.
3: There really was. There
0: was something in the water in that period of time where you just go film after film after film. You go masterpiece, masterpiece. Well, remember yeah. forever.
3: Remembered forever. You know? Absolutely. Um, but so, yeah. it wasn't a it wasn't a big thing. It was just you know like yeah hearing, no, no, hearing them say that and hearing them as reviewers you know actively say you know nostalgia is affecting what we mm. what we're saying here. I thought mm. that was really interesting.
0: Uh, what you say is very true, and it's actually something that we've talked about on this show a lot. And Dave will nod at me when I say this, mm. but. When we try and look at films, when we try and review films, we're often, and I'm actually going to be very guilty of this today, but you'll know why in a minute. I'm <laughs> going to explain. Um, but we try and take the film as what's on screen. You've, I mean, it's the only way you really can. Oh, of course. We can't, we can't look at the personal lives of the people. We can't know that mm-hmm. Mel Gibson got arrested or this. No, or that just or like that. we were talking you about know, Josh Trank the other day. Exactly. Days, you try know. and push all that out of your mind and just try and watch what is on screen. Did it work? Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, I try and do that as much as mm-hmm. I can. And the thing is, yeah, sometimes nostalgia will creep in. Sometimes mm-hmm. a fondness for something will creep in. Like Big Trouble Little China is a really great example. Yeah. The reason why I don't want to see this remake is because I love the original so much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see them remake. Yeah. I don't see a point in the remake. And it's not that I don't. It's going to have wonderful special effects and this and that. And it'll probably be a whole different brand of humor. I just don't need it. i can
3: totally understand that i
0: just i look at and go i've already got a perfect film i don't need another one you know it's
3: sort of like when we were talking about man from uncle you know there's no reason it had to be the man from uncle no No, there isn't
2: i've got quite complicated thoughts on this because this is a kind of an academic question in Mm. a way you know it's like cinema in itself is such a subjective thing but because it is subjective there are certain things that elicit feelings in people that you know can't be given any other way but the combination of images and audio and and you know Mm -hmm. literature together and the kind of thing is like the it depends on how superficial we're looking at nostalgia too because is nostalgia simply just dinosaurs running around on screen because if that's the case then jurassic park itself is nostalgic towards king kong and like oh for sure the lost world serials and land of the lost and all that stuff so the kind of thing is like how how nostalgic is jurassic world because I think Jurassic World is, in terms of that phrase, there, isn't as good as Jurassic World. Well, I think Jurassic Park. I think Jurassic World is the best sequel we'll get to Jurassic Park. Absolutely, I agree. C- because yes. it because it capitalized on the the good feelings that the nostalgia brought
3: from the f- the first. Thing. And it and it actively triggered your nostalgia if yeah. you'd seen the original
2: because it, it knew that it required to do that because it was a sequel. Hmm. So th- that that's that's the hard line I kind of think about it like the way about clichés and tropes and formula it's like they call it formula because it works. It's absolutely you know? well, true. I'm trying cliches it, yeah. are a
0: cliche because they really
2: happen.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly.
2: You know, and that's the kind of thing. It's like uh, I think the the real way to define this here is is a bad nostalgia or a good nostalgia because nostalgia can remind you of something that's crap.
3: Well, we've seen too, it in this you know? in this conversation. You know, Back to the Future for me is nostalgia. Yeah, absolutely You know, and uh, oh, it's also a great yeah. film. Of so course it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I think if you if Batman you Batman Returns you, will always be the best I think Batman movie. N- nostalgia, Ooh. nostalgia,
2: <laughs> nostalgia is a wonderful feeling to have, and it's part of being. A human. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and, um, absolutely. And, and if you're being nostalgic about another film during a film you're watching, yeah, it can make you enjoy it better, but it might be harder to like the movie more because of it. Yeah, I don't and know, you and you like, also walk that fine like, line where it's not necessarily there- enough.
0: One of the yeah. things I really, really hate is when people sit there and go, oh, it's destroyed that film for me. And you go, well, no, that other film still exists. Yeah. yeah. If you, go back and watch the other film. You don't have yeah. to watch this what one. What kind it,
3: of weak stuff are you, made Or if yeah, something just got, got destroyed? You. I've <laughs> said it before on the, on, on
0: the old gig. Actually, I'll say it again right now. When uh, Eisner was actually mm. opening the uh, Disneyland in France, um, one of, they got all these complaints. The French went up in arms basically saying, oh, Disneyland is going to destroy the French culture. Get blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I always remember this because he basically got up at a, the opening, and he said, "It's great to see that Disneyland is open, da, 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 and, and Disney, Euro Disneyland is here." And he said, "And I just have one thing to say: that if a giant American mouse can destroy your culture, your culture couldn't be that mm. strong to start with."
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck so. your Donald Duck! <laughs> 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 like, yeah, yeah,
0: just yeah. fuck you guys. <laughs> Draw him without <laughs> <laughs> pants, so it's easier. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk about this film because we are going
2: way long again so I don't oh no th- I have mystery news that I want to know oh your have mystery, mystery news and, you know, I've got some amazing news but I, I wanted to keep it on the download yeah so, we don't know so people the, we don't know yeah, anything about this yeah so. I want to hear Jamie and Dave's initial reaction to this so I listen to a podcast regularly called The Nerdist and the recent guest was Robert Rodriguez and so you know straight away I, you know, oh, I listen to Rodriguez Robert band, Rodriguez and, um, and the kind of thing is that okay Robert Rodriguez has announced a new film for next year. Yeah. Next year marks the 25th anniversary of El Mariachi, I believe. Yeah. So, and I'm amazed that no, no news people have got, got this as headlines yet, but it's um, quite amazing news, is that to mark the 25th anniversary of El Mariachi, he's going out and making another $7,500 film yeah wow
0: good for him and nowadays with the technology he's got in his hands yeah exactly that's the idea yeah to show
2: what you can do
3: today with $7,500 yeah yeah. that's pretty amazing that is
0: amazing I can't wait to see that
3: (laughs) my my inner cynic wonders you know if some of those costs will be waived because he's because he is Robert Rodriguez, and it costs you know slightly more than seventy mm. $7, five hundred. But that is amazing. No, let's, I'll, an I'll, idea. I'll, let's
0: also stress for the record that the El didn't actually cost seven thousand five hundred dollars. seven thousand five hundred yeah. dollars was what it cost to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah, he shot it and then he edited it himself, and then the studio when Columbia bought it. They invested thirty thousand dollars mm. in cleaning up the sound mix, and then they paid for the advertising. So what? What he's saying though is seven thousand five hundred dollars to shoot, to shoot, a shoot a the new movie film is fantastic. Is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm dying to see it, yeah. especially considering that he owns three
2: red cameras, yes. so. yeah. and a whole studio, <laughs> Troublemaker Studio. Yeah, he owns his yeah. own
1: studio
0: now and everything else. So it's like I'm dying. I'm dying inside just to see this. So. Hey,
3: Dave. Yeah, we're all we're all laughing. We're all positive. We're all mm-hmm. in a good mood. It's time to talk hitman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do it. So
0: our film this week was now I'm confused. Is it Hitman, Agent 47, or is it just Agent 47? Because some of the posters just have Agent 47, some of them, and the beginning of the film actually says Hitman, Agent 47, so if I'm If that's confused. the thing you're
3: confused about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Hitman, Agent 47, directed by Alexander Bach, written by Skip Woods and Michael Finch, starring... Angela
2: baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I noticed that in the opening credits. Yeah. Starring Angela baby, Dan. And that Angela baby is one word, by the way. People. It is all it's, one it's word. All one
0: name. Now, yeah. uh, let's, let's just skip to the chase here. It's Rupert friend as agent 47. Um, now there are some actual names in this thing as well. Zachary which... Quinto. Zachary mm-hmm. Quinto as, uh, John, uh, was his name. Smith. Uh, Kieran Hines, who I really like Kieran Hines. Yeah. Thomas he, he has a part, um, Thomas Kretschmann. There's a couple other names in here. That Rupert was
2: in- Friend, who we should we should mention. He's from Homeland. Yeah. I don't know. Jurgen uh, Yer- Prock. Now, yeah. Oh, yeah. Small, small
0: cameo as yeah. the passport guy. you used yeah, to Go. Yeah. This was this was Duke of <laughs> Trades. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like what the hell did he show up? These credits are all out of order here. But anyway, so and uh, Hannah Ware. That was the start. Yeah, yeah Katya. Yeah? yeah. All right, and this plot
2: of this film. If you can sign and up. also featuring a whole bunch of bullshit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> An assassin teams
0: up with a woman to help her find her father and uncover the mysteries of her ancestry. Well, that's as simple as we can yeah. make it. That's thank <laughs> you, IMDb. Yeah. Let's have a look at the trailer and then we'll come back and we'll talk about this. Yes, I do, please. I do I'm have dying a trailer, this trailer. here. Let's <laughs> yeah. So we do have a trailer here. Let's see if it plays straight away. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Here it I is. didn't
2: avoid this trailer, I should say. But um, it, I just never saw it played. <laughs>
0: Why do start with your name? 47 That's not a name
1: No, but it is mine
0: What exactly are you?
1: An assassin
0: And you're here to kill who? You should really let me go the Last time I checked, you're the one locked in here with me and I'm the one with the gun No, Mr. Sanders You're locked in here with me, and you just brought me mine. Look, I know this is going to sound strange, because it is. He's an engineered human being, stronger, faster, more intelligent than normal people. They're called agents.
1: What does any of this have to do with me?
0: Your father started the agent program. He knows their weakness. You're the key to finding your father. And with all that noise, we'll leave it right there. So, can I just say one thing? It's actually a pretty kick-ass trailer. (laughs) And watching that trailer, you go, yeah, I'd see that. (laughs) Um, All right. Now, I've got to put a little bit of context on this before uh, I'm going to review it. So, bear with me. I have a little... I have my whiteboard. (laughs) (laughs) I was taking... I was jotting... You do really do. I do. I really have my whiteboard and I was jotting... This is actually the uh, podcast Pillow Fort whiteboard. Oh, right. Okay. I pass messages to them while they're doing the show. Oh, sure. But I thought I would uh, just put this into context a little bit because the first thing that occurred to me when I watched this film was, no, it's not a good film. Hmm. Fine. But in context of the greater things, I should stress for the people who are listening that I actually managed or worked at and then managed a video store for 13 years in the heyday of video, all right? So Mm -hmm. we're talking the mid-1980s through to uh, onwards, but in particular, the mid-1980s to the early 90s was the heyday of home video, Mm -hmm. okay? And it occurred to me that this film is actually... The sort of film that we would have hired in a 5 for 10 special, and we would have had a few beers, and we would have watched this film, and we would have gone, oh, yeah, right on. That was cool. Move on to the next one. Mm. Okay? And putting it into context... Films that we did that with were things like Stone Cold, The Art of Dying, Blue Jean Cop. Have you heard of any of these, no. mind you? Throw these out there, all right? Yeah. Uh, uh, the Principal, Firewalker, Iron Eagle. Let's face it. Let's face it, <laughs> anything with Chuck Norris, anything with Steven Seagal, anything with Jean-Claude Van Damme at that point. Um, and on a slightly higher
2: end, Roadhouse. Can I ask a question, though? Hmm. Did any of those cost $35 million? Probably most of them.
0: In, in <laughs> this game? cost
3: thirty five million dollars. Do you know how many kids in Africa you could feed? Yeah, but in the, in the great you sch- should be ashamed of yourself. Wait a, minute, wait a minute! In the
0: great scheme of things, in the great scheme of things, thirty five million dollars is a drop in the fucking bucket uh, yeah. for a film budget on a summer bu- on a summer budget today. That's right? true. And That's if you actually, true. If you
2: actually, it's, it's peanuts. It's peanuts.
0: This was a cheap ass film for them yeah. to make. And they probably thought, we'll throw $35 million at this and we'll roll that into
2: $35 million is probably the equivalent of like $1 or $2 million back then. Well,
0: in the 80s, this was probably a $5 million film. Yeah. Okay? And the thing is, when you look at it and you go... Uh, so to put that into perspective, all those films that I mentioned before, Blue Jean Cops starred Peter Weller mm-hmm. um, and Sam Elliott, who were both stars. Of- <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Sam Elliott. Uh, print, the principal starred uh, uh, Lou Gossett Jr. and James Belushi at the time when they were stars. So these aren't small films. You've never heard of them mm. because these were all straight to video films, and most people were just in today's market. These are some of these haven't even come out again on DVD, you know. And so the second thing I wanted to say about putting this into perspective and I'm not trying to justify this at all. I didn't like this film, but I'm just trying to put it in perspective that it's not the worst film ever made. I've seen, if you hired this in a five for 10 special and had a few beers mm. with your friends, you'd probably go, yeah, right on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It would what, be, what, be is great, offe- what is offensive about this film is that they put it at the cinema like it's a blockbuster.
1: Yeah.
0: And we're having to spend 20 bucks on a movie Mm -hmm. ticket to see a film. Some of you saw it for free, I know. I saw it for free, and I I want my money back. (laughs) Can
2: I (laughs) point cold, hard cash.
0: And can I also point out that it is also based on a video game? Yes. So it's in a steamed company, and I I didn't jot them all down, but I did jot down a few other things for you. Uh, Just to put this into context as well, um, and I have seen – Everything that I'm about to read out to you. All right. So mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers, Street Fighter, Double Dragon, Wing Commander, House of the Dead, DOA, Postal, Max Payne, Need for Speed, In the Name of the Father, and I have to say, I actually have a soft spot for the Resident Evil films. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of those films, yep. with the exception yeah. of Resident Evil, are worse than this. Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. So, like, oh like, no,
0: yeah, like, no, uh, no, uh, no, no.
2: Maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. Street yeah.
3: Fighter's watchable. Yeah. Street yeah. Fighter with Van, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Van Damme? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are no, you kidding yeah. me? No no no,
3: no, 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 no. I've watched I think, that with yeah. my son, and, and yeah. I love it. I love it, too. We I love it, too. It's terrible. It is bad.
0: And let me put this in perspective again. It's bad. It's not this bad. Street Fighter
3: at the cinema. Me
0: too. I saw Super Mario. I would have if Super I could have. have. I saw yeah, no. Mario,
3: Mario Brothers, yeah. better film.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, see, yeah, I agree with
3: you. I agree with you because
2: most of the stuff that you just read out is worse than this. That's why I like them more because you can laugh and you can-, you can and, that's you know, the biggest, yeah, and that's the and biggest- And that's why this film. one sucks so that hard. That is the is real tragedy. it's so boring and it's just- you yeah, know, That it's, is the main yeah. sin
0: of this film is the fact that it is mediocre. It's not that it's bad. This film is so- so mediocre that you sit there watching it going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And when the credits roll, you go, time to go.
3: <laughs> oh, man. It's just... I found it soul-crushing that someone would make this movie. That they would actually go to the trouble of spending money and write a script. And people would do these things to make Hitman. Because it was just... as it, 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 Exactly, it was so mediocre, so uninteresting. This is straight to video fodder, is what this is. And I, and I don't know why this got a cinema release. But I don't understand how you'd ever think you would make money out of this movie, even if you went to send it straight to video. Name recognition purely.
1: Yeah.
3: But the thing, you know what, the, the,
0: when we get to the argument of name recognition, does anybody fall for the fact that video games don't make good films? Hmm. Why are we still trying to do this? Honestly, you know?
3: look, I believe that... I believe that they could. Yeah. But they don't up until now. Well, I, I think that they We never... haven't been able to do it yet. I think yeah. that they never... Look, Marvel well, gave Thor think... to Kenneth Branagh and got a good movie out of it. If you gave mm. Street Fighter to Kenneth Branagh, you know, I'm sure he would make something out of it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like The kind of thing is like, the video games that they make movies on don't have good stories. Like, Hitman probably doesn't have a good story. I haven't played it myself, but... You know, I know a fair bit about it, but Super Mario Bros does not have a story, so why are we expecting the movie to have a good one? You know, like um This is
3: this is the big problem. Yeah, yeah and the
2: kind of thing is like if they were to say make a movie out of Last of Us, you know, like Last of Us or the Uncharted series or something like that, like mm-hmm. they or Metal Gear Solid, they've got really good shots. Tomb Raider
0: has got a great story. You know, the yeah, that's, still that's the kind of thing it's it's oh, God,
2: Yeah, but, it's but they don't take the story <clears throat> from the game. Well, you know, like they can't My my point is sort of like the, the as over time, it's like almost video s- games have become very legitimate Forms of storytelling and quite amazing, some of them. It's almost
3: what we you know, what we were saying about Nemesis before, how it was handed to a director who didn't give a crap about the source material. Mm-hmm. Like shit, guys. Sam Raimi is attached to do Last of Us as a feature film, and yeah, but know, let's not like, let's
0: not. I'm just bringing up on screen here for you to see Roland Joffe, uh, who is. An amazing
2: filmmaker. Um, this is yeah, an, but this is the thing. It's like we're talking about a, where we, we yeah, were limited I, to yeah. like side-scrolling yeah, games but, that yeah, couldn't sure. have full voice acting. and
0: Sure, but what I'm saying is Roland Joffey, who's an amazing director who directed The Killing Fields and the Mission, produced Super Mario Brothers. Mm. Did so, he have
3: any interest in doing so or was he doing so he's
0: the line producer. He wasn't an exec, he was yeah. the line producer. So you look at it and go, he obviously saw something
3: in mm. this product that yeah. he thought could bring to film. And I don't know licensing to make more movies like The Killing Fields. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But you look yeah. at it and go, it's not <laughs> it's not for
0: lo- lack of trying. I mean, the thing is that that you look at it and go, that uh, Jan DePont was involved in one of the Tomb Raider mm-hmm. films. I mean, some there have been names attached yeah. to yeah, a lot of these computer game properties, and you go. Mm. They're not working. I think. I think someone needs to.
3: Someone needs to Ryan Reynolds this. Yeah. You know, I, like someone. Really, yeah. Someone actually needs. If Kevin Smith yeah. came out and said, you know, I really like playing Civilization, you know, and wanted mm. to make a movie out of it.
1: Now
0: there is hope on the horizon. Which is, of course, Duncan Jones and Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, this is getting a lot of advanced yeah. pre-buzz, and this is getting amazing pre-buzz. In fact, and the stuff that was shown at Comic Con, people are saying is some of the most amazing, groundbreaking stuff you've mm. ever seen. So there is hope on the horizon, absolutely. Yeah. But at this point in time, history has mm. not been kind. To yeah, because they never no. do
2: the story that would work. It's like Resident Evil at its core: bunch of bunch of cops in a mansion. Mm. You know, and we uncover a conspiracy in a mansion. So, what does the movie do? Oh, let's put a like uh, an underground lab.
0: Like, no, oh, that's in the game. Well, I know it is, but mm-hmm. it's
2: the very end. I don't, you know, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? Like, like the core elements. And as aren't I have what a soft spot for the Resident Evil, Doom,
3: Thompson. Doom, for example. Like, oh, you know, Doom. Like, okay, I, now look, I like parts of Doom. I actually, I actually really thought that movie had some chops. Yeah. It just didn't have them the whole way through. No, I yeah. think the
0: first person shooter section was great and scrapped the The first, like, first, like, first person, person like, shooter like, section like, was really yeah. good. They again,
2: again, like, again like, <laughs> the, like, what I'm trying to say is like that they only take away the most superficial elements yeah. from the game. Quite true. Because they think the games are superficial.
3: Well, and Juve Boll, who's got to be famous in this particular arena, surely, is famous for saying that he doesn't make movies for the fans of the games. Yeah. He hates yeah. the games. Yeah. You know? yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he only makes those yeah. particular games because they were the cheapest yeah. to license. That's right.
3: Yeah. So, um, and I suspect that that's true like, like, through like, a lot of video game films. Like in,
2: in Resident Evil's case, yes, there's a, there's a lab. But I love the game series of Resident Evil. I've played all of them, even number six. Oh, bold moves, sir. And the kind of thing is like you know, like, we don't get any of the characters really in that first movie. You know, like, there's no Barry, there's no Wesker. Like Barry? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be a Jill sandwich. You know, I'm Joe. <laughs> you know? Barry? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Chris?
2: Chris? Is that you,
1: Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, Those um, who have played the game don't we're Yeah, yeah, yeah about exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, You know,
2: yeah, That's the kind of thing, it's like, to do that story, like, they should have just done what the game did. Yeah, fair enough. Now, let's go back to this film. Let's yeah, go, yeah, we, yeah. go back to Hitman. Yeah, because the, what I love about Hitman is how he's bold. He's got a barcode
0: on his
1: back.
2: Uh, and,
0: and then gonna, he shoots people. I'm going to say, this is my review of Hitman. <laughs> they made it once before, and it wasn't very good. They've tried to make it a second time, and it's actually worse. Yeah. So there the you last go. The director had a...
2: A cooler name, though. The
0: best thing about... Xavier the- Jens.
3: <laughs> I saw the literally most... They had
2: a better star, too.
3: I was reading up on, on the film because I wanted to know how it happened. And um, and I found the most scathing piece of review that I think I've ever seen, which was, this is the lowest entry into culture ever made by someone with the last name Bark. <laughs> <laughs> look, wow. um, but, but actually, look, to go back to the film... Um, <laughs> Without being without being facetious, the best thing about it is how much he actually does look and move like the Hitman character. Um, they've got they've really got the look down Pat, uh, and he he is wooden in his acting. And I don't know whether that's him or whether it's intentional, but it certainly it works for the film. It works for Hitman, and yeah. and and he definitely conveys that character effectively. There's not much else that I can say.
0: I actually thought, look, quite look, putting it all aside, I thought some of the action sequences were kind of fun to watch because they were just so over the top. They are basing it on a computer game, so you sit there and go, okay, they're just going completely over the top. And that's fine. I thought the sequence where they actually cabled the car up was actually quite cool. And, you know, whenever he cuts loose and starts firing with both guns and knocking people out right, left, and center, kind of cool. Mm. I, overall though the entire feeling is like we've got a couple of cool sequences strung together by a really weak story yeah we've got her who she's actually not a bad actress but they give her nothing to mm. do and then they dip this cheap ass storyline how She's actually yeah, in you know, it. full
2: overcomplicated art house kind of story. Yeah. And it's like you see they're
0: going, <laughs> yeah. We didn't need to it's go like, we didn't uh, need to go
3: there with It honestly felt there. like they'd told Zachary Quinto to pretend he was dead. Yeah. Pretty why, much.
2: Why can't they seriously? I don't understand. It's like Zachary like, Quinto was basically like, Wolverine. Why so. yeah. why not just seventy minutes straight? The bare minimum you can do for a movie. He's the hitman. He opens the door, starts killing people. It's a chase. Yeah. Well, it's, not far. it's only ninety you know, minutes long. I, yeah, put like, a, I put a stopwatch like, on it. Like why so. why does it have to be such an overcomplicated story? It should literally be the opening scene, Hitman, you gotta get this you gotta get this girl. End.
1: <laughs> you know, you know what I, That's
2: you know, the whole story. Do you know like the We part, don't need any of this. Like, like.
0: Do you know what the part that I found most refreshing about this entire film, and then they took it away from me, was you see him and he's doing his thing, and you go, okay, he's he's our he's our action star. Then we introduce Zachary Quinto, and I'm sitting there going, oh, the hitman's actually the bad guy, mm. and so it's a real Terminator kind of thing where he's
2: basically saying, I'm gonna yeah, it's kind cool. I'm going to protect yeah. you from this. Oh uh, no, it's it's a full on Terminator yeah. ripoff, and I'm going to uh, for, uh, for yeah. about fifteen minutes a full-on Terminator ripoff. Absolutely, and you know yeah. what? If, like if they had yeah. stuck with that film, yeah. I
0: probably would have liked yeah. it more mm-hmm. because I thought suddenly turning it on its head and basically saying that Agent 47 was yeah. the bad guy.
2: Down to when they're in the car, remember?
0: Yeah, it yeah, there, it yeah. was yeah. like, he won't stop. He won't stop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like um, and as you sit there going, okay, so I'm actually kind of intrigued now because I actually thought that Agent 47 was going to be the protagonist of mm-hmm. this piece. But then they kind of went. Oh yeah, we are stealing from Terminator, so we got to go back to the other way. So he's actually the good guy, and oh, that's not interestingly enough. I'm sorry, I'm going to spoil here because I don't think anybody should see this movie anyway. Oh, actually, you're actually brother and sister, and you sit there and go, "Really? Yep. So stupid." And it's like really, and now it's the search for their dad, and mm-hmm. it's like and so suddenly we went from being Terminator to Star Wars. You know, yeah.
3: <laughs> like, yeah. the film. The, the film was very <laughs> lackluster, but I did have fun. Live tweeting today. <laughs> yeah, no, well, heard, I
0: heard about yeah, this. Yeah. I, I didn't get it. So, I didn't get look, live tweeting. I
3: was at work. Yeah, while I was getting. Things I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you some key moments. Uh, and and Dave may may want to pull some up as well. Uh, but uh, this was about three minutes into the film. This movie unsubtly brought to you by Aldi and Apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just so incredibly laboured with its its product placement. This movie is proving that human life is cheap. There's no enough, way those... I think
0: he was using a Sony laptop though. So. Yeah.
3: <laughs> this movie is proving that human life is cheap. There's no way these actors got paid. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the director had a textbook list of fades and shots and worked through them all sequentially.
2: <laughs> it was so ineptly Dave, made, Dave was in but...
3: love with the dumb guitar theme that appears <laughs> yeah, every single yeah, time. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The, uh... I have a feeling that because it's done by Marco at the score, who's done some good work, who's <laughs> done some really yeah, good yeah, work, and, so. and it's just it's a guitar riff that's like I don't know how generic it is, but I don't know if this is exactly how it sounds, but from memory, it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> down out down out down out down out down out down out down like something like that, right? And I have a feeling that. It, but Literally Beltrami, every time Yeah What do you think Beltrami walked in there With a guitar and went Here it is You know, you know in The Simpsons where Krusty has to record For the doll yeah, He comes yeah, in yeah. Says all the phrases Then leaves And then they're like We're ready Krusty We're ready that's, that's what I think Happened here Where he came in Did that one riff And they're like You've got enough now Yeah Because it's like Every ten minutes They play the same riff over and over again by the 10th time, you just it's comical. <laughs> like, I
3: <laughs> at one point I said to him, I really hope that I can forgive Zachary Quinto by the end of this film. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, did you guys see? I don't know if you hung around. I was actually on, uh, a, I didn't wait yes. till the end. I yes, was, I did see the, the post credits. <laughs> I, was, I was out of my seat and on my way out the door. The post credits, and sequence. I had to. Well, it's actually mid credits. I, I saw a mid credits, yeah. yeah. I didn't see a post credits. No, no, it's no, mid, it's mid. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I saw and this. Suddenly, yeah, this. Zachary yeah, Quinto yeah, turned yeah, into an albino.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry I was getting, did they do a post credit no, no I don't know oh. if they
3: did I didn't stay for it so. <laughs> uh, Nemesis was better than this <laughs> 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 Yeah, it was. Fantastic Four looks like a Kubrick film yeah. by comparison. I think
2: my favorite thing in the whole thing was that they go to a greenhouse in the movie, and it's it's shaped like the aviary in um, Jurassic World, so it's quite distinct. Well, I'm sure these are
0: all real buildings too. Yeah, this yeah. is Singapore. Yeah, so, yeah.
2: so they go, they go to this greenhouse, and this is where they meet the dad for the first time, who they're looking who for. Is Kieran Hines, the who's Kieran Hines? Half the movie, a yeah. good good actor yeah. in a bad film. Remember Kieran Hines though, old. Yeah, yeah, not physically fit. And And dying of lung cancer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? No. In the the movie. In the movie. movie. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So I'm talking about real life here. And um, so the way the scene is structured is he goes, I've got very important things to tell you. Come with me and I'll tell you. And then they cut to where they're clearly like four blocks away because you can see the greenhouse. (laughs) It's like down the road. And they're on top of this giant walkway in the middle of nowhere. So first he's gone... I have something really important to tell you. But I can wait until we go. Can can we go about five blocks down the road? I'll go up this giant gantry. Um, It'll be a bit of a climb, but it'll be worth it. And then they're on this walkway. And clearly, Kieran Hines can't breathe as a human being. Because he's like...
0: (laughs) Because well, be of the high of lung, altitude. Also and, supposed to be dying of lung cancer. Well,
2: yeah, there's that too. But I mean, like I think that was performance. I, I, I think that I, was I, performance choice. Well, okay, it, it didn't read that way to me. It read he keeps, like all he, the actors while He's like, puffing at a puffer all the yeah. time. So you have this like really important dialogue scene on top of this gantry, and then people keep showing up on this gantry, like right behind them. Like how did they get to this gantry? And it's like <laughs> four blocks away from this aviary. And this is the shit that I'm thinking when I should be following the story, like <laughs> I,
1: well, I, you I, I go back story <laughs> you know he had lung cancer <laughs> I, 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 I think at that point I, I want to go back
3: and play the video game I think I'll have a new appreciation of its plot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a great quote. In there, uh, from from the hitman himself, he said, "Don't put your faith in me, or I'll disappoint you." <laughs> and all I could think of was, "Yeah, or my money, either."
2: <laughs> actually, I think that line was
0: in the trailer, and it made me laugh because I actually thought that's the under understatement uh, of the of the yeah, year. Yeah. You
1: know? Oh man,
2: look, I don't know. It's 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 not it's not one of the like the worst films you've ever seen. Like it's competent. You know, Timothy
0: Oliphant was a better Agent Forty Seven. Yeah. Let's put that out there because at least but he like, was a, a better actor. It's
2: just so boring. Yeah, And, and, that bl- was, and that, that's, that's like like the
0: real crime It never crime. ever ends That's the real like, crime how,
3: yeah. how dare you make an action movie with no action yeah. you know? And mercifully, and mercifully yeah. The film is only 90 minutes long yeah. So it does go by very quickly
0: So uh, if you are going to insist uh, on going to see I'm gonna it I'm going to
2: try and find the theme song while you're wrapping <clears>
0: If you are thinking about going to see it uh, Stop But uh, <laughs> if, you do, if you do actually manage to go see it You've been warned um, And yes it is only 90 minutes this so, is
3: This is at best, it's Net, a, Netflix when you are drunk, fair. Netflix
0: for free <laughs> when you're drunk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't a good film. Dave, sum it up for us.
2: Oh, man, it, it's it's something else. <laughs> 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 I would love to sum it up with the theme song if I can find it. <laughs> oh, man. Don't worry about it. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> no, That's for the game. Oh, I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? Seriously, go and find this thing. Oh, there's, here it is, OST, theme music, 30 seconds, what do you reckon? Alright, let's have a listen. If this is not it, I apologise, people. Maybe. Ah, uh, I don't know, fuck this. Why are we doing this?
1: <laughs> it kind of sounds like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright enough
2: <laughs> <laughs> This might be the worst episode of Geek Actually <laughs>
0: oh, Look there was two hours of good stuff And, That's the mix. Right.
2: and then, then we talked about this uh, All right, We're
0: going to wrap this up If you agree or disagree with anything If you liked Agent 47 Send your feedback to oh, feedback at please. geekaction.com Please
2: give us a case
0: And tell us, <laughs> and tell us why you liked it uh, Where can people find more of you Jamie?
3: You can find me on Facebook At Good Games Hurstville uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gigi Hurstville. Uh, you can find me here pretty regularly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Dave? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dave Longer and hopefully some other stuff soon. Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. Well, stay tuned. You can find more of me at geekactually.com or on Twitter at Dave McVeigh or on Facebook at, uh, what is it? Facebook. Slash, slash Geek, slash Geek, Geek Actually. Actually. That's the one. I've only had it for years. You'd think I'd know go it. Like it. <laughs> go like it. You can
3: win stuff. Go like it. You can
0: win stuff. Remember, we got competitions. Uh, first three entries, uh, first three people who write to me at feedback at Geek mm-hmm. can get a double pass to yeah. Fantastic Four. We are giving away two pop vinyls. All you got to do is like this, our show, before we record next, which is a week's time from now. So Before September the 4th. September the 4th. September the 4th. Like the page. We will pick two people who've liked our page at random mm-hmm. and you could win either a Captain Picard or a data pop figure. Uh you must be you must live within Australia. Okay?
2: You must be this high to enter. And you must be this high <laughs> to enter. And if
0: that's all there is, I think we're gonna get out of here because that's And if, shape, if people have smell, a problem, they can like blame the director, right? <laughs> and please do it bad. And please avoid Agent 47. Although, yeah, I I think Nemesis is
3: a better film. (laughs) 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 Oh, poor Hitman.
0: (laughs) Uh, And on that note, uh, I'm going to say to everybody out there in in podcast world, geek on, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)
1: You're not even interesting enough to make me sick.